Broadcasting from another dimension, deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind. <laughs> That's right, everybody. We're back for the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast, episode 61. And it's a fucking barn burner. You know what I'm saying? It's been an amazing summer here. It's been a long ass time since we've gotten together on this podcast. But the important thing is that we're here right now. And it's all been time well spent on my end. And I hope. It has been the same for you. I hope you've been productive. I hope you have been staying hype. And I'm back in your life to get you that much hyper, 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 hyper. Boom! Oh, that feels good, doesn't it? It feels good to be back. It felt good to do this episode of the podcast. Um, we've been doing the uh, Ghost Scout Summer Residency. Um, and uh, we have the residents on here. Um, we're all chilling up in the cabin. We've got Ghost Scout Butterflesh, Ghost Scout Computer Person, uh, Ghost Scout Harvest Moon, and of course, Ghost Scout Ashley Blades up in this mix. Um, we were chopping it up. You know we were sipping on a little bit of whiskey up there in that old log cabin in that old Ghost Scout spooky haunted cabin. And it just felt amazing. Um, I'm so glad that uh, we had the opportunity to do it and uh, the opportunity to jump back in and get a run of podcasts going because I'm ready for it. I'm hyped for it. And I know you are because people have been reaching out to me and saying, when is the podcast coming back? Well, guess what, motherfuckers? We're back. Um. We're going to jump right into this one. I know we got a lot of catching up to do. I got a lot to share with you. Um, the short version is I'm taking a little time off from working on Escape from Hat, Mark Osborne's new movie with Netflix animated feature. I've been doing a lot of visual development on it. Um, turned in a hundred pages of concept sketches so far. Um, and I'm going to be jumping back on the project, um, but I'm taking some time off for building on the house and chilling with the Bandit family during this beautiful summer break. We've been hitting the beach almost every day. I've been making a big effort to pump the brakes and slow things down. Uh, everything is obviously, you know, our cup overfloweth as always with amazing things. And we're just at the point where we're trying to slow it down a little bit just to savor these dripping juices. You know what I'm saying? You know I got the water right here. Let's check out how juicy this water is. That's about the sound of the summer for us right now. Hitting the beach every day um, with the fam. Hitting the weekend hikes with the scouts, doing cookout movie nights. Um, we've been having a blast. Uh, they've been making tons of progress on the cabins and on their individual art projects. Shit is creative up here. And, of course, we're building towards the uh, big event of the summer, the Ghost Scout Summit, 
where everybody that is a that is a ghost scout is invited to spend a week here camping from Friday to Friday the third week of August and we are gonna fucking rip it up we're gonna have the most fun that's ever been had by a group of ghost scouts in the history of the world because it's gonna be the largest gathering so far and uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun and of course, you'll hear about it all on this podcast. We're going to be uh, definitely shooting a lot of behind the foreskin on that. I've been shooting a little bit on the residency, um, some that I haven't got out yet. So I'm going to get that out, of course, on the Patreon first. You know what I'm saying? If you're not up on the Patreon, get on it because they're getting everything a couple days earlier than iTunes. You know, that's that hardcore fan of the Goshen for Friends podcast. That's the person that needs the hype. Um, and, uh, let's see where we left off. Well, yeah, we can't go back right now. We're going to catch up. We're going to catch up. I can't get into everything now because there's so much, and this is already an hour and a half long podcast. Um, and, uh, so fuck it. Let's get over to my man, AWOL1, and let's get into this shit. Okay, here we are in the Ghost Shrimp National Forest for the Ghost Scout Summer Residency Podcast. Welcome, everybody. I am, of course, Ghost Shrimp. To my left, we have... Uh, Kent, a.k.a. Harvest Moon, uh, visiting artist, year four, five, six, honorary scout, year five, counselor, year seven. Wow. And neighbor scout. <laughs> Ultimate scout. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and new best friend. Yeah. Wow. What a list of credentials. It's hard to follow. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm Danny, a.k.a. Ashley Blade, um, year six, and I'm a resident. <laughs> coming, coming straight from the Philippines, the first returning overseas yeah. international oh. scout to camp, and attending the first female residency. Woo! Yeah, I wanted to get those facts out before I forgot them. Yeah, the lady here. First ladies in residence. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Also, a lot of decorations. That's right. That's right. We're just pouring with credentials. Yeah. Seth Bird, Butterflash, year four? Question mark? Yeah. Yeah, because that was the first year I came and you were there. Okay. Yeah. Not the first male resident. <laughs> In fact, there's been many yeah. before. Yep, right? several. Boring. But a strong one. Uh, but a very strong one. The first one from Georgia? Hmm? The first one from Georgia? No, does Squatch ever do? No, Squatch never did a residency. Squatch has spent extracurricular time here. And was he saying he spent 
I was trying to think. I think he might be claiming that he's spent the most time in mm. camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to look at that. People definitely hold their, mm. uh, you know, their, their records very yeah. seriously. So we'll have to yeah, logging we'll have to what time they arrive. Time yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, stay real. Hour. yeah, You know, it's real. Shit is real out here in the woods. You need GPS receipts on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. timestamps. Got to be notarized. Yeah, we'll get his cell phone records and get all the pinging of the towers and <laughs> seeing where he was. <laughs> Triangulate yeah, for the yeah. uh, reward. We'll get down to the bottom of this. Nice try, Squatch. Yeah. <laughs> where is he now? Where are you now, Squatch? Yeah, come out. What <laughs> <laughs> if he walked in right now? <laughs> a married man. He's a married man. Yeah. Congratulations, Squatchy. And congrats. Yeah. This is the first podcast since he's been married, so oh, acknowledgement yeah. of his okay. marriage. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Lerm, L-E-R-M, uh, a.k.a. computer person. Also, uh, the first, because I got here before Danny, uh, Lady resident. I like it. Get the yep. edge out. Yep. Wow. Uh, staying, yeah, all summer. And yeah, here to f- party. The full three-month residency. Yeah. Would be the first female to complete a full residency here. Oh, that will be nice. a good title. We do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, today is a special day because, unfortunately, it's Seth's last night here. Oh. Seth has been, this will be six weeks for you, right? You got here June 15th. Mm-hmm. You and Lerm both arrived on the 15th, but you have obligations back home to get back to and schooling to do, higher education. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, you've been here for uh, six weeks. It feels, you know, like it's been quick, but it also feels like you've been here for a really long time. Mm. You know, as always out here in the magical, mystical forest. Yeah, time is weird out here. Yeah, so yeah, tell us about your time here. You know, you you this is your first time returning. Yeah, first time. Um, since camp. Yeah, like I've always wanted to come back, and I think two years ago, yeah, I bought a plane ticket, but then I just had, didn't have enough money to actually stay here. Right. But yeah, no, Um, it started off slow. I had a rough time, like, adjusting, I think, like, being so far away and, like, I got here late. <laughs> yeah, that had to back time. You got here like what in the evening? Yeah, it was like around like seven thirty, and then right. we ended up like talking drive. for a little bit. Yeah, and then yeah, it started getting dark, started raining, and then there was no wall on the back there was of the no car. Wall. <laughs> yeah, had a nice breeze the whole night. Mm-hmm. Nice um, mosquito breeze. Oh, mosquito oh, okay. breeze. <laughs> <laughs> they they were so bad at the beginning. Because I would, because I've got a mosquito net, and then I'd wake up and. One time I counted like a dozen. They were all just like waiting for me. Dirty yeah, dozen. they were super hyped that you came. They were yeah. like, yes, he's here. Georgia for that blood. buttery yeah. flesh. That yeah, buttery Georgia buttery, Juicy meats. <laughs> um, no, they've gotten a lot better though. Is there a wall now? Yeah, we built it. We, we built, built it. it. These yeah. guys have done an incredible job on these cabins. They are looking finer than ever before. They are very close to being as weather tight as they will be. Mm. Um, and... Uh, very exciting that we're going to be ready for some winter action in these cabins once we get Kent's donated wood stove up here. We're going to we're going to have that by the time you leave yeah. probably. The goal is to be airtight. The goal is mm. to be yeah, we're going to we're going to get some uh we're right. going to be caulking and we're going to be 
pipe in and we're going to be getting this thing uh, ready to be heated for uh, winter uh, visitors, possible winter residency from Mike Vance. Ooh. So now now we are entering first. we're entering a whole nother echelon yeah that yeah winter the, scouts the first winter, winter scout, scout. Yeah. like the first person to spend three months here up in in the winter that's a pretty that's big that would be a pretty big accolade i like that um so yeah so what what else what else what other thoughts do you have on the on this time um, well spent in the forest so i started on i started working on a project that i had already started before i got here and that was uh, Secret Summer Camp, which is like a kid's version of Ghost Scouts. And like, I definitely see now like what you were talking about, where you're like, most people said that they felt the most accomplished when they had a project that they started and finished in the residency. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I can definitely feel that now. Like, bringing in another project and then not even being able to finish it. Uh, but yeah, so I, I worked on that for a couple of weeks. Um, Worked on a couple of other stuff, like the Sasquatch comic. But then, yeah, once I found the idea for Little Bun, the kid's picture book, I feel like I was able to, like, have something that's more completed. Like, it's not done, but I've got, I feel like, the story, and then I've got the characters, roughly, but, like, I just want to, like, finish the designs. But, yeah, so, like... And it was created here. It was created here. Like, you wouldn't have it right now. Yeah. Definitely not because I was around Wolfie and Junie. Yeah. And that really helped, like, get ideas flowing and, like, seeing what they're into. Yeah, that was a great serendipity. That's really fun. Yeah, that really worked out. Um, I got a couple ideas from Wolfie, but I didn't work on them. But, yeah, definitely would not have come up with this story back home. Yeah, that's fun that you got, like, a self-enclosed inspiration during the process here. That's fun. So yeah, you got here. You got here late at night. You're a little shook, you know. Long then, time. But, but <laughs> so how long did it take you to settle in? How long did it take you to settle that in? That night? No, just no. I mean, just in general, you know, kind of starting to feel acclimated to this mystical experience in the forest. I guess I would say about two weeks. Yeah. Two to three. Three being the halfway point, but somewhere around two and three. Mm-hmm. And then by. Th- Halfway, I feel like it. I was like at the top of the roller coaster. I feel like it was going faster after that. Yeah. Um, yeah, just that fear of like I can't come back with nothing, which mm. I already don't have nothing. Yeah, but, you have you a know, lot. I right. want to make sure I'm like I don't want to look back and be like I could have done a little bit more. Right. Right. But yeah, I feel time well spent. I know my yeah. parents still don't understand it, but <laughs> what, is, what what do they say? What are their I, thoughts on it? They, I don't know. Well. The first time I, I got it, I was like, it's not a cult, I promise, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but the but second time, they were they were still, now, they were surprised I wanted to come back. Or they were just like, oh, you're doing that again? Wow. And I was like. Didn't you get that out of yeah. your system, Seth? <laughs> yeah. Can't you join the normal world like us? And then even like. Become an orthodontist. Become an orthodontist. Oh, man, I love that. You would be a good orthodontist. You'd have a good bedside manner, I feel. Yeah, yeah. It's just not fun being in other people's mouths all oh. day. Like, mm. you know, like. Yeah. I don't know what it takes in your, like, emotions to be that. Like, I respect you, them you for sure. Money. But, like, yeah. yeah. But, like, that that is kind of weird. Like, you're just, like, yeah, in everybody's mouths. But, you know, surgeons that open people up and look at their blood and guts. That's and, also you know, pretty intimate. Yeah, yeah. 
for the nurse that's got to shave your pubes before, like, while you're yeah, passed out. Yeah. Like, they just they yeah. see the body is just like, well... Like they've Another trained on day like, at the pub office. They, they've trained <laughs> yeah. on, uh, they train on like corpses and stuff. Like I guess just, it's it's like anything you have to do all the time. Yeah. Right. That should be a yeah. thing. Corpse orthodontist. You know, if you die with a bad set of teeth, they yeah. get in there and yeah. corpse adonis. Straighten <laughs> it out. <laughs> Would you like to be buried with braces? That could be a whole thing. Yeah. I like that. You, know, you can get the different color bands for your oh, funeral and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I used to get the like the the orange and black for, for Halloween. For your funeral? <laughs> <laughs> no, for like you know for the, you get the red and green for yeah, Christmas. The, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, somehow I had braces from third to eighth grade. Oh, I, I think they scammed my parents because I had braces oh. for five years. Were they like the metal ones that are like attached? Yeah, to yeah, old school braces. They had this palette widener thing that they put in. They're like, your your mouth is too narrow, and they put it in. You had to put a key in it and crank it once oh, every day to widen my palate. To like just spread your teeth. Yeah, to spread my whole upper jaw. Yeah, let me see your teeth. Yeah, these ones, well, my teeth stain really easily, so they're yellow as hell. They these ones, look, these ones are straight, because mine were like Wolfie. Yeah. You know, Wolfie's got the two kind yeah. of coming out. But then these ones I didn't wear on a retainer. The bottom ones, this one got jacked out again. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Most have people nice... have crooked teeth. Mine are pretty crooked. Well, yeah, they probably look a lot better than, you know, if I had had my jacked up kid teeth. But five years, I think they were giving <laughs> They were like, oh, we need another. Like, I think it's supposed to be like a Crank year. Crank it a little tighter. Yeah. Eesh. Yeah. My grandma had braces like, like recently. Like she just decided wow. to get them. Like old school kind. <laughs> yeah, like wow. they were like real braces. I was like, why are you doing like? Are the Invisaligns the same as braces? Is that we should? Joran works for Invisalign, I think. Oh, shout, shout out, Michael Joran. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't know they. I thought. I, I thought it was all like retainers. I didn't know they put in. They well, it's, like, it spaces your teeth, but I don't know how if it does the same good job as braces yeah. like yeah. is it as good huh. they can keep tightening and then they even like have the elastics that you can put on right like right, right. Mm. push it in place. Oh, it gets yeah. crazy i've yeah. never had any of that yeah. i had yeah, one year of headgear oh you had them for a year <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah because yeah. My, my front teeth were like a butterfly oh, yeah. 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 In this way. oh yeah yeah i have like like a Fangs and like also one is kind of I know of that's pretty out. cool. I like <laughs> that's that. Cool. Yeah, Snaggle fang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Distinctive teeth. Yeah, that's good. This part, <laughs> this half, this tooth is uh, fake. Oh wow. Whoa. Uh, Did you fall? No, I was I was with my brother Mark and uh, we were at my grandparents and uh, uh, my grandmother went, hey, Mark and Cat, or she was like, R two D 2s out here. <laughs> and we were inside. We were like, what? And we ran. Like, she was reading a magazine, and there was, like, a picture of R2-D2 in the magazine or something. Anyways, but she's like, R2-D2's out here. And we ran, I was running behind Mark, and he went out the door first, and the door, like, slaps, like mm. was on a tight spring. Mm. I don't know if he knew he was, I was behind him, but it just, like, went right into my... And I was, like, spitting. I thought it was paint. I thought it was, like, paint from the... Like, it knocked me down, and then I was, like... I was like, I, I had paint in my mouth, and like half my tooth was gone. Oh my oh, god, wow. did it hurt? Can you? It feel didn't it? hurt, and I had, yeah. I kept. It was, we were on summer vacation, so it stayed like that for a couple of weeks. Oh. Wow, oh my god. it wasn't like sensitive or anything. No, wow. Like there weren't like nerve endings. I was just like, oh, wow. I just had half, half a tooth. You know? Wow. And then they put a cap on it, and then when I was, I don't know, in my thirties. I was like the designated driver on like a big night out in Hollywood, and I was we were walking through the parking garage, and I was drinking water out of a glass bottle, and this girl Chelsea went, "Hey!" and like like elbowed the bottle, and it broke, and, like, and the, the cap popped off. Oh my oh. gosh! So I got a new cap, but I'm glad it popped off because it had stained. Mm. Oh. And so the top part oh, of the tooth was white. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you could wow. see where the like. Wow. Hmm. 
over the years. Well, it's, now uh, you never would know. Yeah. Right. But now it's not stained. Is it's it? not. I think they yeah. gave a bit. The person who was uh, doing the, the new right cap color. was like, uh, this, this, or he was like, just, they just used dried toothpaste for your first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it was kind of primitive because it was like twenty years later. Yeah, right, right, right. But they actually, he like shaved my tooth down to like nothing, oh, and then put wow. like so. I think now it's like a whole. Tooth. Oh, you have a veneer. Yeah, before it was just a half right. of the tooth oh. was stuck on, but now oh, it's damn. like they shave the top part. Oh, of and it. they can yeah, probably like paint match it now too, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. really advanced. So you have that metal like thing in there. No, no. Oh just, no! Oh yeah, the right, right, right. They like just a, yeah, right, right. Like it could, you could probably, you could probably pop it off. Looking for something to cry it oh, off with. Boy. There's a chisel right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so what about you getting here, Lerm? How was your, how was your uh, absorption back into the forest here? Hmm. You were here last summit. You visited for a few yeah. days. I I did a brief drive-by visit. Mm-hmm. I was here for a couple of days last year, um, and yeah. I came here for the first time ever the year before that. So, I don't know. I just felt like I had to keep coming back. Like, I just need to, like... Consecutive years is very strong. I like the consecutive, you know, making an appearance every year is, I think, very healthy. Yeah, I feel like it, like... I got, at least, yeah, last year coming back, I was, like, confused and, like, what am I doing with my life? Just, like, you know, post-graduation. And I just felt like it steered me in the right direction just to, like see everyone and like see what everyone is doing everyone Mm. being into their into their artwork and into their lives and like living on their own terms it's just like reassuring and like reorienting so i definitely wanted to come back longer term um and yeah so i was really anticipating like getting here but definitely when yeah when you first arrive and like um at like yeah a transition point in your life and stuff i don't know i felt like kind of lonely the first week um I was like you know I had just left a trip with my boyfriend and shout out to him shout out to Daniel Jane Christensen year one ghost scout mind cop yeah Woo. yeah clap for him way to snag <laughs> way to snag a year one I yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah super awesome so yeah we had just spent like uh traveling around together for like a couple of weeks we visited my family we went to squatch's wedding yeah um we just had like an awesome time and like and then i lots of your life is full of scout yeah scout Mm -hmm. boyfriends scout weddings yeah (laughs) pretty magical like really awesome people um and then it was my birthday right before i left so i had a little party and i'm like so like all these emotions Uh, and then i get here and i'm just like by myself and like outside and I love being outside, but it is a big adjustment from the city. Um, but yeah, I think at a certain point, like a weekend, I just sort of decided I was just like, you know, like I live here now. Like <laughs> this is just my where I live. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't have like an apartment I'm going back to. Like this is it. Yeah. So that like ch- like changed my perspective once I was just like, you know, like I'm living here and like I'm going to have a good time. And it's been like, yeah, it's been good. Like, definitely felt extra secure and settled in by a month, which Athena had said. She's like, once you're here for like a month, it's gonna be like, yeah, yeah. I think here. it takes a month to get like fully absorbed into like the what what the <clears throat> forest is. Yeah, like it has its own rhythm, and like you develop your own rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, and once that happened, like that's when Seth started like talking to you and like, <laughs> <laughs> um, like including you and. He took that weird animal mask off that he'd been wearing. 
Yeah, I mean, you did take it off, and now I see your face. I see you for who you really are. Yeah, your mask off. The mask looked a lot like your face. Yeah, and now that you're all settled in, because it feels like, to me, I, I feel like I can see you really in the groove and really kind of... So you, you're about at the halfway mark now. Yeah. Of your Pretty much here. exactly. Yeah. Because it's the 31st. Yeah. And uh, yeah, how does it feel to be really in the groove and just kind of live in this? Because this is the most time you've spent in the forest consecutively before? Uh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. And like <laughs> talking to my family about it, they're like impressed. They're like, oh, like you, you're like you know, bathing in the brook, and, like, you're yeah. just, like, like, isn't that hard? And I'm, I don't know, it's, like, not, like, once, I feel like you're trading it for, like, you know, such a beautiful environment and, like, such opportunity to, like, just dive into your own stuff. Like, I've never had so much mm-hmm. time to, like, work on my own stuff, and it feels really good. Yeah. And just, like, the setting is, like, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the bathing in the brook part. I like to yeah. do that too. I feel like that even like makes you more immer- immersed into the, you know, you're going back to like some kind of more animal level of living and, and, and rhythm of the woods that I really like. It's like really simple. Like, yeah. Like normally like there's so many things you have to think about and like here it's like the stuff you're thinking about is like, oh, I have to go fill up my water today and like I'm going to go take a bath in the brook because it was like warm out today so it'll be extra warm and it's funny that people think it's hard because you're not like no i don't have to hike like 10 miles to (laughs) it you know it's a bit the mental leap it's funny how much of i feel like that's the cool thing about being in the woods is you start to realize how much people just like the mental leap is once you make that you're like oh wow like this is such a simpler thing and like i'm i'm just in it now and then it's funny to see people like having trouble comprehending it just just because they they haven't gone through the process of making the mental leap in there yeah people take so much comfort in what they're used to and what other people around them do and how much that plays plays a role in the decision making in their life and like even something as simple as coming out and doing this for even three months when you think of the scope of your life as nothing but the mental lifting you've done during this period I think echoes out like I felt that when I went on my quest to kind of like build my first cabin all stuff I felt like yeah, I'd, I like let go of these like burdens of like of like accepting and needing the comfort of mainstream reality, and then I was much more free in my yeah. decision making. Like from then on in my life after that, I was like, I don't know, I felt like you, you like seeing the matrix. You know, you're like, oh, like I can be much more flexible in the way I think about things now. I feel like yeah, and it is making me reevaluate a lot of things. Like you know, I left a job that had uh, has like health benefits and stuff, and like they're holding it for me, but. I don't know, it's making me, like, rethink things, just because, like, what do I really want to spend beyond 40 hours doing? Like, do I want to do that for somebody else? Like, Yeah, it's really. a huge <laughs> commitment to be, like, I'm going to spend 40 hours of my... And it's more than that to begin with, because yeah. you're commuting, right. you're, like, mm-hmm. there for lunch, like... Yeah, and then, like, like so that, yeah, just, like, life. and then that's, that's, it's not, like, the off hours, it's the peak hours, and it's most of your mental energy, and mm-hmm. it's, yeah, built, you know, s- scheduling, can I go do this other thing, now I have to work, you know, really, it really is the biggest thing that your life is working around to work a, yeah. a kind of, like, a regimented nine to five. And yeah, and you trade it for, uh, like, the security, so. Yeah. Yeah, but. Also, not that hard to get your own health insurance. Mm-hmm. I think well, that's an thing, overrated. You thing. I'm not even. Your own health? 
Yeah, yeah. I've always, as a freelancer, I've always bought my own health insurance. I've always bought my own. I don't even need it yet. I'm not 26. So. Oh, you're still covered under your yeah. parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my mom has good insurance. Yeah. So. Stay on that as long as you can. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on it. Stay gold, pony boy. <laughs> <laughs> no dental or vision, though. I would definitely recommend for everybody out there to have insurance or at least be going and getting yearly physicals, bi-yearly. You know, I just had a, I just had a cavity filled today. Woo. Brush and floss your teeth. <laughs> go to the dentist, <laughs> yes. you know. Yeah, because there was a time where I didn't go to the dentist. I think when I was in my cabin, yeah, I hadn't gone to the dentist and then I got that job at Cartoon Network and ate a bunch of candy on Flapjack <laughs> and then went and I had four cavities all at once. So, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't good. So go check your dentist. My go appendix go. ruptured. <gasps> and if I didn't have insurance, I mean, that would have cost me... Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's cheaper than you think to... And a lot of states, like Vermont, has a lot of great subsidies and premiums that you can tap into. And, and yeah, there's... When Frogadel Dundee went to the emergency yeah. room... They were, they were like, we, do you have insurance? And he said, no. And they said, we have a program here that pays for your thing. Would you like to do that? And he was like, I, yes. <laughs> Goddamn socialists. <laughs> yeah, no, incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, just, yeah, Frogadale Dundee got injured in an event that we cannot talk about on this podcast. Mm. But yeah, it, it, uh, <laughs> that, was, that was tremendous for him to be able to receive belated treatment. Is that because yeah. just we're so close to Canada? Mortal wound. I mean, (laughs) mentally, yes. I think Vermont is very mentally close to Canada. Well, I mean, yeah, and like... Vermont's a very, very uh, forward-thinking state. They have a lot of, you know... Shout out to Bernie. The first legislature (laughs) to make marijuana legal. All the other states have done it by voter referendum. So ours is the Ah. first legislature to do that. Also, the very first state to partially ban slavery. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Fun fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. Bernie, uh, Thanks, Bernie. He was in the debates last night. He, uh, someone was going after him about the health care or something. He said, I wrote the damn bill. Yeah. Sassy. Yeah. Yeah. Sassy Bernie. Yeah. Shout out to Medicare for all. Nice. And so we have our, yep. Clap for that. Clap for that. Um, certainly should be a human right. Health. Good health care. That's what we think up here in the woods. It's a pretty <laughs> radical thought. It's a very radical. It's radical out here. I mean, it couldn't possibly work. <laughs> Except for the, all those other countries where it does. Yeah. Um, and then we have the newest addition to our residency here, Ooh, Danny. Yeah. And and you, Ooh. how long have you... Just because you're like the third one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're not leaving tomorrow. And so, yeah, so Seth's leaving tomorrow, and then we'll have a all-female residency here. Ooh. Wow. First, the first Ooh. all-female residency. That's going to unlock new power. It's going to be like right. Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. I've never seen it. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Two gals sharing an apartment in Milwaukee. Basically so, this. Same yeah. thing. <laughs> they work at a brewery. Okay. Nice, nice. Check it yeah. out. We work at a cabin factory. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and how, so how long have you been here now? I'm, I can't even tell. About two weeks, I think. Okay. Two weeks in. Okay. Yeah. And you flew in from the Philippines. Yes. Yeah. And so how has your first couple weeks been here? How are you settling in? Uh, I think, I mean, the one thing that like my parents said about like me going back to camp is like, oh, you can like, like when I first signed up to camp, they were just like. They were just like, oh my god, you would totally do this because you're that kind of person. Yeah. Like they were just like, out of like the three of us, like 
my brother and my sister as like I was the only one who'd be like super game for something like this. We're just like, where'd you even hear about this? I was like, I looked it up on the internet. Yeah. Um, Saw but, it on the internet, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were like, they're super, they're super excited, and they thought this was a prime opportunity because I'm like, I'm doing getting my master's in Baltimore, so I'm like, why not like drop by and like right before I go back to school. Yeah. Um, Listen, and they were into it. Yeah. Coming up. Unlike Seth's parents, yeah, 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 and they, they, and they, like, they understand that, like, there's like, like, almost no internet connection, so they're like fine with me, like, just like checking in every so often. Like, they used to be super, like, always, like, hey, like, update us about this stuff. But like, since I went here the first time, they were, they became super chill about everything. Yeah, nice. Which is like great for me because like, when you're a girl and like mm. you're, I mean. You're like I had such a, like a, like a protective, like family. So they were just like when I finally did this, they were like, okay, yeah, she can do whatever she wants now. So I feel like awesome. that's such a great thing that yeah. happened after, like in the wow. aftermath of camp. And yeah, that's why I wanted to come back. I was like, I mean, why not? It's yeah. like clears yeah. it clears your mind and they were like, like huh it's not a cult <laughs> <laughs> well great I, yeah i think to be fair i think probably more moms than not are very skeptical about people coming here and even my mom was very skeptical when i told her what i was planning on doing here and my parents were like what are you doing <laughs> so yeah moms around the world Moms around the world. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we've we've given sleepless nights to moms around the world here at Cub Scout <laughs> Training Camp. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, yeah, so you are you starting to feel a little bit getting back into the groove here of the woods? Yeah, definitely. Like yeah. it becomes like, yeah, I mean, like what Lerm said that like you know bathing in the brook and mm. getting water every day. It doesn't seem like a chore anymore. It's just like oh, it's a part of being here. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like. Like you said, like um, a lot of people don't imagine themselves doing this stuff, but then when you get into the groove of it, it's like second nature already. Yeah, you're like, yeah. You're here. Yeah. Yeah. And you're feeling it. Your yeah. mind is so clear. Plus, yeah. it's you know, if you think about it, this kind of lifestyle is more closer to a, a, a lifestyle that's that harkens back in our history and is also many people are doing this around the world. Most people don't turn on the water and have water. You know, most people mm, yeah. walk to get their water and bring it back and they go somewhere to bathe. Mm-hmm. And most people on the planet right now are living more like that than with all the commodities and the, and the comfort. So, and yeah, I definitely think that comfort is something that is not always synonymous with uh, happiness and accomplishing your goals sometimes can be the antithesis of it. So that's kind of one of the fun things about being out here too. I think it kind of shakes people out of that and, mm-hmm gets you real real psyched up and focused on the goals but it's yeah, basically yeah. just bathrooms right because everyone needs shelter yep. everyone needs heat right uh but it's such so bathrooms yeah you know, it's bathing and i mean yeah running bath. water is a good invention yeah but, you yeah. know we can make do for a bit well our water's running it's just running down there yeah <laughs> it's running yeah it's running out of the earth yeah. right it's not having like water in your yeah. or your hot sleep, water sleep in your, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and not having like plumbing yeah, this water isn't 120 degrees. <laughs> yeah, 107, whatever. But the water would be. it's good to have the cool, the cool like shower broke because it's so hot right now. Yeah, mm. yeah. This has been a very yeah. It's been uh, I'd say the last what three weeks have been all like hot. 80s, yeah. very humid. Um, with the fam, I've been hitting the beach a lot. Um, 
Yeah, I feel like this has been. I feel like of 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 different scout endeavors, this has been a, a very chill, low key time mm. time for for me in my life. And I think you two both have kind of chill personalities. You guys mm. are more kind of chill, and Danny as well. So this has been kind of a you know, it's always you never know what to expect when we jump into these kind of scout endeavors and. And I love how it's always kind of a different flavor and a different pace. And this has been a fun one. And also really synced up because this summer I've been trying to take a step back. You know, I'm taking time off from uh, the movie with Netflix that I've been working on. And I've been just focusing on starting to build on the house again. And and we've been going to the beach every day with the kids. And, you know, I've been trying to kind of do a, a chiller schedule and kind of really slow things down and enjoy where I'm at. So I feel like we've all been synced up with that, which has been pretty cool. I love that how it all kind of like I feel like when I'm when I was more crazy in the beginning there was like more crazy stuff going on and right now it's like a kind of a chill summer and yeah. you know chill it's, it's, it's as we call it ghostiny will provide ghostiny that sounds very culty ghostiny will always, ghostiny will always kind of like find its own level I feel like you yeah know? I don't know have you talked about like the concept of ghostiny on here. Oh, for sure, definitely. Yeah, I mean, Ghostiny is just our kind of version of destiny, you know, and and kind of yeah, people end up at camp definitely through Ghostiny. You know, it's like I mean, uh, you know, me and the scouts that help me uh, pick who comes to camp, and when I'm thinking about who to accept for residencies or who to who to be uh, for counselors or things like that, and trying to kind of see into the future and see what will be good. I always have my ideas, but. You know, often just like you came as a backup, right? Yeah. I mean, that was ghostiny. It's like, you know, and, and whenever people have that kind of imposter syndrome when they get here or something like that, we always try to tell them, like, you know, ghostiny is what brought you here. It wasn't yeah. me. It wasn't. It was ghostiny brought you here. You're here. Relax and, and just go through the process, you know, because that's really everything we do here is really a process because it's outside of everybody's comfort zone. Even me, it's, you know, even though this is very much like in my wheelhouse, it wasn't always, you know, I took this step out of my comfort zone to kind of be living this lifestyle and, and, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it, I think ghostiny is involved in everything we do here. So yeah, that's our special version of magic ghost scout destiny <laughs> yeah. and Kent moving here has yeah. been one of the biggest manifestations of ghostiny, you ultimate know, ghostiny. ultimate ghostiny yeah. for sure. You know, um, definitely one of the biggest instances of ghosting mm-hmm. we've had in the history of scouts so far here in year eight, uh, which is incredible that we're, that we're here and. You know, we were just all hanging out the other night at Kent's and I was just thinking, man, I'm so thankful that we're all here together and, you know, sharing these friendships. And, you know, we were saying like a lot of people feel like, oh, as an adult, it's harder to make friends and, mm-hmm. you know, harder to make meaningful friendships and relationships. And I have vastly more just through scouts than I've had at any other point in my life. You know, just mm-hmm. so many cool, creative people literally from all over the world. And I was thinking about this the other day, you know, with all this all this turmoil going on in the world and people, some people feeling like people need to go home and be where they're from. And, you know, you know, people, they want people to be, you know, like, look like them and sound like them. I love that scouts is this thing that's just truly international. And, and, uh, and this, we're making this, you know, amazing art collective cult that's just spans all the continents. And it's just like, I don't know. I think it really, uh, it, it's a, it's, it's nice to feel like to see there's like some stuff that, you know, that is, that is, that is, uh, very xenophobic going out in the world and that we're a part of something that is very much the opposite of that. Made me be like, wow, that's cool that like, 
I'm involved in doing something that is in direct opposition to the stuff that I don't agree with. I was thinking that was really cool. Yeah, we're probably some of the few people camping in the woods that aren't part of a right-wing militia. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Very true. <laughs> oh, man. They're not having great. tree problems. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, so here we are having fun. Seth last night doing this, bringing the podcast back. We were meeting to do this podcast. feels so good to be back on it. Um, and so you guys, uh, so that, you know, for, for people who don't know, the basic format of the residency is, um, in this case, it's, you know, y'all are spending either six weeks or three months up here. We try to make it a longer duration. You know, camp has been three to four weeks uh, in the past, and the residency is a chance for people to come back that have been through camp to come back and kind of just saturate you know, in my mind, I think three months is like, you know, in my maniac mind, camp would be three months. That would be the amount of time, like, required to spend in the woods to really fully get get soaked into it. So, uh, and and so that's the general duration. And, uh, but the schedule's a little more relaxed and more self-guided than camp. Whereas in camp, we get up, work out at 6 a.m. and everything's very much structured. You guys, you know, just kind of uh, work on the cabins basically from eight to 12 and everything else is kind of up to you. And, you know, we hang out a couple of times a week and we check in and share work every week. And, um, you know, we have a couple of cookouts and movie nights each week going on. Um, and so you guys have, uh, largely been working on these cabins. You guys have been, um, chinking the cracks in the cabins between the logs with, uh, mortar with, with chinking previously made from, clay and sifted wood ash clay that's been dug up out of the ground here behind the cabins and wood that's been burned and sifted to make sifted wood ash that's an old-fashioned chinking mix that we found in a book um and uh makes a kind of a, a natural mortar to go between the logs and and seal it up so uh yeah talk a little bit about the the stuff you've been doing on the cabins here buttoning them up it's what the people used to have to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's from this cool book that's called, like, Foxfire, and it's about old, like, Appalachian, like, living and, like, people who, like, were still doing it. Yeah, Appalachian it wisdom, yeah. 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 So we've been, yeah, there was previously chinking on the cabins, but it was a lot, like, way more than is needed, and it's actually kind of bad when you put on too much. So we've been scraping it off rehydrating it and reapplying it in a much neater fashion it's amazing how you can just take it off and rehydrate it because that was one of the things i was wondering about these cabins like do we have to keep digging up stuff and keep rechinking it but really you can just repurpose it that's really yeah. neat and there was so much extra that like we have like plenty yeah we haven't we haven't we didn't need to dig or make any it's all been rehydrated yeah it definitely took a while to get like in the groove of it because like this was my first nice wall pun. the groove <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, okay so i started on a wall but then i worked on another one then you look back and you're like oh wow like even after doing it for like a week you already like fit, i feel like you pick up techniques and stuff and like yeah um it's easy to go back and redo too like, yeah you're just like, it's enjoyable to do. fix it yeah, yeah. yeah you're basically just listening to arnold mud. talk about his life <laughs> yeah yeah what would you tell people about that oh yeah we listened to yeah schwarzenegger's autobiography uh total recall my unbelievably true life story. Yeah, yeah. and it yeah. is pretty unbelievable, especially in the beginning, because he starts off like, well, he starts off when he's a kid, and in Austria, yeah, his dad's a 
constable cop. But once he gets into the army, like he has all these hijinks about him losing the. But he's a tank. Losing the what? He's the a tank, tank driver, and yeah. his tank rolls away while he forgot to put he's it in like park. He's like asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and then one time he he's like working like inside the tank, and he's like giving it gas, but he knows it's parked. And like all this dust starts coming in, and he's giving it more gas. Like more dust starts coming in, and he's like more gas. And then he like looks out the top, and he's actually not in park. He's been running through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> he drove through the wall of the army base. Wow. So it's all of him, like his hijinks, and like him going to I don't remember where he went as far as the gyms and all the bar. Yeah, fights, yeah, but... and he ends up coming to America doing bodybuilding because he was yeah. like. I'm bad at the army, and they let him go because they were like, "Yeah, you're really bad at being a tank driver." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then he comes to America, and it's like all the bodybuilding stuff is so yeah. crazy. Like I don't know, it's just it's just so interesting, and like. And then last week we watched Pumping Iron, and that tiny yeah. movie that really you guys got really rowdy, and that really brought out a lot of emotions. I'm always surprised when when people just react so strongly to the Arnold stuff because he's sort of the unofficial patron saint yeah. of Boy Scouts. And, and uh, you know, if you if, if you don't know about it, you might think he's just, you know, kind of this kind of meathead, you know, whatever. But, yeah. but yeah, like people, the voice and the I'm always amazed at how people get charmed into really becoming <laughs> yeah. a deep fan of his. Arnold through, heads. Yeah. <laughs> Other than his politics. Politics are... Right, right. Yeah, kind of. Everything true. else, everything else. But yeah, like, just an inspiring attitude. Like, he's yeah. like, it's all about reps. And, like, I've been doing push-ups since, like, we watched Pumping Iron. Nice. And, like, it's just, like, everything, though, is about reps. Like, you just got to keep doing the stuff you want to do. And that's how Learn yeah. became hey. Mrs. Universe 2025. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's, like, always smiling when he talks about yeah. things. So yeah. you know that he's positive. just always he's positive about yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. not in, like, a fake way. Yeah, yeah. He's just, like, genuinely happy because, like, I mean, his situation was so, like, weird because he came from the army and he's like, yeah. okay, I guess I'll be a bodybuilder and go to America. And this guy contacted him out of no, like, the guy who was, like, kind of trying to, like, hit on him, right? Yeah. Who was, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's a scandalous uh, book as well. Yeah. yeah. Was he already kind of in good shape? When he oh, yeah. He, yeah. he started bodybuilding yeah. when he was, like, 15. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he, he was in the army. It. He was all buff, and but he would he, a tank Yeah, he just, while. like, had basically, like, other people wanted him to do that, yeah. and he really wanted to be a bodybuilder. So, so like, he, he snuck away and, like, did yeah. competitions. Yeah, he ducked out. He went to a competition, but then he got back, and he got in trouble, and then... He was in the brig or whatever. <laughs> Not on a pirate ship. He snuck out to do a bodybuilding yeah, competition yeah. and tried to sneak back into the base. There's actually an ESPN little like 30 for 30 short about it. It's like, really why isn't that a movie yet? Yeah. Like, a guy yeah, sneaking <laughs> out to like... We gotta make it. Let's make it. Because the Sarge would be like, where's he sneaking out? Like, it's like, oh, you think he's gone to a bar or yeah, a yeah. It's like, he's going to a bodybuilding competition. <laughs> he's going to flex and pose. Yeah. yeah. They basically got in trouble until they learned that he won, and then they're like, "All right, you can get off." Get out of here! You're a winner. They gave me more milk at the <laughs> in the cafeteria. Yeah, extra protein. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, we've had we, that's you know great scout tradition. Thoroughly uh, appreciating Arnold Schwarzenegger and embodying that attitude, that winning can do attitude. <laughs> Continuing tonight with. Yeah, watching Terminator (laughs) tonight as Seth's farewell uh, movie, which will be very fun. If you had to choose between Arnold and Shaq, if they both wanted to come, 
but you can only choose oh one. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> well, they wanted to come to our guest residence. Oh my god! There oh, is wow, also. Wow, like they were actually going to come hang out here. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's a really tough one. There's I a mean, shack plaque. Think... Arnold. Yeah, there is a shack plaque. Shack cookout. <laughs> Just to set like yeah. the shack bar is high as well as the Arnold. Yeah, bar. I mean, yeah, I think they're equals, but like is I that think a Sophie's choice. Yeah, well, I think because Arnold had an earlier impact on me. Yeah. That was like you know, Shack was when I was twelve. Arnold was like, like the first like rated R movies that I watched. I think it has a deeper like connection to my childhood. It goes further back. Yeah, yeah. Shaq is like my teen going into like adolescence and Arnold's really childhood for me, so I think I'd have to err on the side of nostalgia and go with Arnold, but Boy, that would be a tough one. That would be a tough one because I'd love to see Shaq rip down our hoop up in this world. <laughs> that would be the greatest thing to ever happen here. Yeah, earlier like, it was like already cool. kind of. But I like think shaking. like you know, I think like I think like if we make like an outdoor gym and start to do some viral videos, oh and gosh. I think that I think Arnold it's I think it's I think Ghost City could bring them both here. Oh I think that's God. like right. I you think don't that's have to very choose much. Real life. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I think cause, that was just an exercise. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, that's a very good question. In case Shaq's listening. Yeah, no, that's a very good question. No, I mean, because that would, yeah, it would truly be, I mean, if I could, yeah, if you, they said, will you have dinner with Einstein and Jesus? Yeah, it would yeah. be Shaq and, and, uh, and Arnold for me, for sure. Which I mean, that would be it. Jesus. Well, no, because people go like, would you have, you know, yeah. if you could have dinner with any person in history, would it be Einstein? Yeah. Would it be Jesus? You know, yeah. but yeah, it would be Shaq, Mark Twain. Shaq and Arnold. Yeah, I would have to go, I would have to go with the diesel and the. What about David Lynch? No, I mean, yeah, I mean, my Mount Rushmore of creativity is definitely Jodorowsky, Herzog, and David Lynch. So, but that's a kind of a different category. Well, (laughs) Shaq is like just like pure life force. You know, Shaq and Arnold are are, are just daily attitudes. Yeah, 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 creative. Yeah, because yeah, Shaq very much the same way, just exuding amazing positive energy, Mm -hmm. pioneer. I mean, you know, Shaq was he had a platinum rap record. You know, rookie of the year. Uh, doing movies, I mean, almost no one has been uh, in sports has had a actual legit music career, legit movie career, multiple movies, and been an NBA champion. I mean, you know, accomplished. Yeah, incredible, incredible. The other patron saint, you know. Yes, 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 yes. Shout out. Yeah, we started out in the beginning of Scouts. We were heading in a more OJ Simpson direction, and then we oh. kind of started to go towards oh. more. Of a- Kill yeah, what was the, the, the OJ was, He was an honorary scout, right? Yeah, OJ was an honorary scout. Yeah, is he yeah. still an honorary scout? No, well, no, we don't have honorary scouts anymore, really. I mean, not on the roster. You uh, know, right, we've streamlined right. the roster to just uh, uh, yeah, people yeah. that are the active. Is we became the active roster of, mm. of people that have actually been trained or actually come here and participate on a regular so basis. So symbolize that honorary scout. In my heart, he is, you know, yeah. and, and that's not to discount, you know, the people that the, the you know, the, the tight jeans, Mocklinson's, the daddy ball scouts that were there. For, there was three summits before there was ever this land in Vermont or training camp. So there was a, you know, scouts was one thing before and then mm-hmm. scouts became one thing afterwards. But yeah, just in just to res- I think we I think the scales tipped at a certain point and it became much more the people that are actually, co- you know, the people that have actually come here and gone through camp. And then the people that actually come back and sustain scouts have taken on a much like, uh, you know, a more honorary mm. or not, not honorary because that's mincing the terms, but a more, uh, you know, this, they're really keeping scouts going. So it's gone from a legacy thing to a real thing yeah. that's about 
you know, participation. Because it's changing all the time and it changes by people coming. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, it's not that I, you know, I, I try to set the loose framework of things. But yeah, I mean, Scouts from the beginning and continues now to be the people that come and add to it and that carry it along. I mean, there's no way I would be able to live my family life and, you know, and, and, and be the, be the thing that made this engine run. You know, I kind of like set it in motion, but it's, it's the counselors that come and, and it's the residents and it's people that, you know, it's, it's all you guys that, that really fill in the, the meat of it. You know, (laughs) I like the flame, but you guys are the The meat and potatoes and the beef stew and scouts, you know, it's, I can't be, yeah, I, I, you know, it wouldn't be that if it was just me, it wouldn't, and it wouldn't be even cool if it was just me, it would be like, I don't know, too much me, yeah, exactly, (laughs) it's like, it'd be, yeah, I don't want it to be that, I love that it completely transcended anything that I had ever imagined that it could be, and that it just has taken on life of its own, and that, and that, you know, it's, 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 I would assume it's fun to come and be like, wow, this is something that I can have a huge impact on, and Mm -hmm. become like a huge player, and like, I mean, that's, I think neat. I mean, everybody in life wants to belong to something that is meaningful and not just to them, but to other people. And we've created that here and, Mm -hmm. you know, in our own really unique way. And it's like, I mean, it's so special to me and I assume to many other people because people keep coming and making it, you know. Yeah. It's it's just so fun. I mean, because really, I mean, as we always say, we're creative animals in an infinite universe and it's like, I feel like this is something that is a yearly reminder to me that it's like, man, what can we imagine and what can we do? Because this was just a weird idea in my head and I just happened to have enough confidence and, you know, Shaq and Schwarzenegger to kick <laughs> it out there and see what the hell might happen. And now it's all this and it's all the coolest people that I know and it's the people that my children will remember growing up and, oh and all this, you know, I mean, my kids have had this every year of their lives and, uh, I mean, I can't, I just can't, we were saying that at Kent's house the other night, we were all chilling out, I was saying, I just can't imagine what it would have been to move here, you know, seven years ago or whatever, and this is year eight, and, you know, not have had this, it would just be like, I'd be hanging out with, like, a couple of people instead of the, you know, knowing the 60 scouts that have come through here to train and, and been inspired by all their work and, and all that, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just the possibilities of life truly are amazing if you just want to jump in there and, and be active with it. You know, I think a lot of people, the older they get in their life, they sort of start to consolidate their life and kind of shut things down and go deeper into their repetitive habits and routines. But it's so much fun to see how to expand that, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's cool because, like, everyone is choosing to come, like... It just shows you people choosing their own lives. And, like, I think that's also kind of what Ghost Dini is charged by. Yeah. It's just, like, mm-hmm. you deciding. Like, when you show up here, like, that's, like, you deciding something that most people wouldn't. Yeah. And that's what Ghost Yeah, Dini by is coming true. here, you've already made, like, this giant leap. And, yeah, I, th- I feel like so much of Scouts is, like, building your legend. Like, you know, like, do you want to be the camp champ? Do you want to be the person who's doing, res- you know, there's so much opportunity to be any character you want in this in this culture, in this tribe that we're building, that it's like, and it's all great, you know, it's like, you know, because, yeah, some of the, I always say, like, you know, some of the, you know, Celia has a very quiet personality, but she's one of the most larger-than-life scouts with the things that she's done through here and all that, so, you know, I love that. I love that there's not one type of person that excels here. It's all types of people from everywhere 
You know, it's uh, it's it's the world needs more things like this. You know, and I'm glad that we're doing that and, and, and sharing it and, 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 you know, leading by example in that way. And that's all volunteer. No one stands to gain anything from this. And because and, when I was thinking of buying land, I was like, I could just buy the land that I need or I could buy more land and, and start this wacky scout thing. And like then and, and all really, I mean, you know, this side of the brook and up is basically scout territory and everything that all the stuff that you guys do is all enhancing scout stuff you know this is all yeah. all your labors are going into you know think about how many scouts have come through and worked on these cabins mm-hmm. and made it possible for us to be here right now doing this and mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and going forward you know like i said hopefully we'll have six cabins in the future and a bunkhouse and all these things that we're doing and and creating just more opportunities for more residents you know someday we'll up here we'll be up here talking about having you know 12 residents and stuff you know <laughs> Get a little, get a little photo op in here. Get a little, get, getting up on Kent's Instagram. <laughs> At Blogsby. Yeah, I think I'm also like always really excited to talk to people when they ask me about camp because they're so curious. They're just like, where were you for like a month? And it's like, oh, and then I'll like tell them everything that unfolded. Yeah. Um, because they'll just be like, like they, yeah. Again, like. Like, camping isn't really, a, like, a popular thing in the Philippines. You have to be one of those, like, really extreme hiker type of, like, persona. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I think the fun thing also about being up here is when you start to think about the people in your life and you're like, who would survive camp? You're, like, Ooh, making a yeah. list of people. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. who would actually be game to do this and who would, like, you know, want to give up in the first two days? <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, Lerma saying, I'm oh, sorry. No. Before you're saying, they're talking about the continuous year idea. Yeah. And uh, not just camp, but like anything. If you start doing something at the same time uh, mm-hmm. once a year, after a while it becomes a new, it's like a birthday or a, a New Year's Eve. or It's like it becomes a, a milestone where you're like, Aww. it's like, oh, I was here last year and now I'm here this year. So it's like you look, you keep looking back on that. Like it starts to mark the year, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, that's you. That's how you got here. You started coming every year. Every summer, you were yeah. Consecutive years, and then you're like, "Shit, let's make it easy. I can yeah. walk over <laughs> yeah. next time." Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. And you decided it our year. That's right. Yep. Yeah. I feel a part of it. Yeah, I came. I came back. You guys are like, "What do you think?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm buying that house." Oh, yeah. Really? It's, awesome. <laughs> it's all connected. All right. Yeah. I think Ken's gonna buy that house. People are like, "What?" Yeah. Oh my gosh. Four years. Yeah. But that's so awesome. Yeah, I wish camp was easier to get to for me. <laughs> but that's why I picked this year to be like a resident because it's yeah. like perfect prime opportunity to be here. Yeah. First, second year international. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and you know thinking about the residency, that's one of the things I was thinking about. You know, having in a big, a larger chunk of time, maybe making it easier for the for the you know internationals to be like you know, hey, it, it's it's an mm-hmm. investment, but I'm gonna be there for a while. So mm-hmm. you know, it may you know, rather than just a shorter visit or something, you know. So hopefully, <coughs> we'll get some more internationals <laughs> well, coming gonna, through. You know, who's upset about that? You're being the first returning international. Ooh. Foothead. Foothead. Yeah. Oh. I mean, honorary RIP Foothead residency. No, I, yeah. I mean, technically, he did land. Here. He did return. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to yeah. Shout out to Foothead. He yeah. got he, he yeah. flew in last year to be a resident, and Donald Trump met him at the border and turned him <laughs> no. back yeah. and sent him home to Australia. Or he wasn't wearing shoes oh, no. at the airport. 
<laughs> he never wears shoes, yeah. and he has that hat that I'm got that mush- yeah, He's hat. got a mushroom that he wears as a hat. <laughs> I love that bag. hat. Yeah. He's wearing a, it's he's part wearing, of his look. Yeah, he's wearing a kangaroo skin. Said, no, you, you need <laughs> but it's New Zealand. Come, you need to go back to where you came from. And yeah. They sent him home because they were suspicious that he would try to steal hardworking Americans' jobs yeah. in the, in the uh, abstract animation field, in the psychedelic <laughs> animation field. Um, and uh, but, but we remember him because his stove is we here. We remember him because his stove is here and, and it boiled all of Ken's sap yeah. in, uh, of Cat Agent brand maple syrup. Yeah. Uh, in this, this I got a bottle for foot. That's you? right. Aww. Come get you it. Can, you're not even going to mail it? it back. Well, I'm afraid to mail it I because I've mailed a couple that have gotten lost. Because uh, the people are like, bringing that syrup with the post that haven't even made it back. Really? Is it hardware? I don't trust USPS the mail with now? anything. Well, I don't know if it's hardware. I, I, the issue I had was in, was in uh, L.A. Mm. Um, I don't know. I sent like eight or nine postcards, and I feel like two. Really? Maybe three did not make it. Oh. Or not yet. Maybe in a year. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> oh, they'll no. eventually get Mine there. Even when, like, within the U.S., it's the postal is yeah. weird. I mean, I don't know. I, I've never sent postcards before. I don't think. But I, like, s- I sent a camera in the mail once, and I t- took out insurance in case something went wrong, and then the person never got it. And I tried to claim the insurance, and they're like, "We need to see like the receipt from when you bought the camera." Oh the, like God. I had to do all, I had to jump through all these hoops, but I did it all because I was like, "Aha, nice try." Yeah. And then I did all this work and sent it to them, and then I just got a thing that says, uh, "Your claim was rejected." <laughs> then, <laughs> fuck wow, you. What yeah. a scam. Yeah. Total That's scam. terrible. Shame yeah. on you, post office. Yeah. Shame. I know, I, I want to support the post office, but that's pretty bad. No, the post office sucks. <laughs> oh, it does. Wow. This is the only thing I'm, like, libertarian about. I was like, it, <laughs> it, get rid of it. They suck. They put a circular every week. They put a thing that I just throw away. I'm like, they, right. yeah, I should they, be getting paid yeah, to throw away their the, garbage. Yeah, yeah, they sell the, uh, yeah, they sell, like, their, their, their delivery of the... Yeah, and I wow. went down, and I'm like, hey, I don't need this. I don't want it. I throw it away every week. And they're like, no, we get paid to put that in your mailbox. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't... Hey, well, if it was run differently, it could be better. Yeah. Sure. sure. Like, the just the private carriers. I mean, whatever. They Post office blew it. So they, you they, love they, Jeff Bezos. Well, <laughs> the post office had all the infrastructure to be, like, the next FedEx. And yeah. they, they passed. They were like, no. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's why you have FedEx and UPS and DHL and... Mm. The post office could have totally cornered that. Put Kent in charge. Wow. Yeah. The postal service. Why don't you do a deep dive on the post office? I hate people like, <laughs> I think it's beautiful that for 43 cents I can send I think a letter. It's beautiful. You know, I'm like, no, it's not. It sucks. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. My mail seems to have been going. Going to the post office stinks. Mm. Waiting oh, in line, but it's fun I mean, to put a thing on the mailbox. The ladies at the Harvard Post Office are very grumpy. There's there's at least one lady who is a lot of times extremely grumpy. I've experienced too. grumpiness there and friendliness. Yeah, yeah. I've experienced both as yeah. well, to be fair. And then my mail carriers, he's a, he's a sweetheart. Yes, oh, the okay. mail carrier is very yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't met a mail carrier I didn't like. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, and in LA, the they would they would shove stuff in my mailbox and like like just shove it down, just like, like shred crumple, it. Crumple it. Yeah, yeah. people send me pictures that got like all oh bad. Yeah, well in Philly, I got a, a mystery sack shout out sent me a postcard of Brazy on like painted like a painted yeah, yeah. Brazy postcard, wow. and the mail guy like bent it and like wow. to shove it. It fits well, in the you slot. Didn't ask them, you didn't ask them to stamp it with a "Do Not Mangle" yeah. stamp on it. It's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it's can still you not good. mangle this? 
Yeah, please don't crunch this postcard. Post office sucks. <clears throat> so do we have to list everything we don't want them to do? do yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Don't throw it in do water. Not, don't put it in your pocket. Don't, <laughs> don't roll it up and stick it up your butt. <laughs> and then pull it out and flatten it out. How to do your job. <laughs> All right, so switching gears to possibly more interesting subject. Yeah. <laughs> As you, some of you may know, we like to ask people about spooky experiences that they've had on this podcast. We love spooky stuff, and I mentioned it. So, do any of you have any? Because we have three new members to this podcast, right? Learn, never been on it. Podcast Seth, debut. Danny, never been on. This is the podcast debut of three scouts. So, give us some juicy, spooky stories. Okay, mm. I want to start by, if you guys have a really good story, I want to start because mine's not that interesting. So, <laughs> mine could be the appetizer good... to your <laughs> You're really core. selling yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you should go. No, no, it's not good. No, okay. It could be a spooky dream, you know, it really oh, okay. any, like, or it could be things you were spooked out about as a kid, like, just get to the essence of spookiness oh. for you. you that know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm. It could be if you have a juicy story, that's great. But yeah, maybe just about, you know, some spookiness as a kid. Because every kid experiences spookiness. And that's what we're really trying to get to here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't have any kid ones. Okay. Up. I was okay. just going to talk about my first night here. Okay. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Ooh. So. Very <laughs> <Yes>. reason. <laughs> <laughs> You're a kid, a kid at heart. Still a kid. Yeah. 30 year old kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I was already not comfortable that night. Um, like it was raining, you know. There was a wall not there. Uh, the so tarp was, building. Yeah, the yeah. The, the tarp blowing. Yeah, the back wall of the uh, loft that you were sleeping in at that point was still constructed from a tarp. Yeah, loft of the cabin. But you guys built the wall. Yes. Built the wall. Who paid for the wall? <laughs> um, there was a pile of wood that we chopped yeah. up. I paid for the wall. You know your yeah. bed. <laughs> you know your bed, president. When you ruined the word wall. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, so you, you're so, playing with a wall. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, first night. Political the story's podcast. already gone on too long. Uh, I woke up, and I heard two, what sounded like howls or something, but they didn't sound like animals. They sounded like humans trying to sound like animals. Mm, creepy. And like... <laughs> you thought it might be me. I thought for a second, but then I, then I actually thought about it. I was like, all right, it's... 4 a.m. <laughs> Dan is not that rowdy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your water anymore. Um, and, and then I tried to record it, and then I re-listened to it. And for some reason, it was just like almost static. Ooh. Which was I thought was a little weird, but I couldn't hear him at all. Um, you played it back, and it was like, yeah. dice, <laughs> dice. <laughs> but, and then I think... Actually, also the first night because it was raining. Now I learned it was the water, the sound of the water hitting the uh, the tarps out oh. behind the. It sounded like people were just him boning. <laughs> like it just sounded like. And I was just like, and I could envision like two people hand just, <laughs> just like, sitting outside, just like looking up, waiting for me to look. Wow, at you look down at Finn and Jake with this out there hand boning, and you're like, what the oh fuck? And you know, so you know, rude. it's not that, but then you're like, you can't. Once you get it in your mind, you keep thinking about it. Like two people, just like, <laughs> and yeah, that was the creepiest, I guess, thing that happened during the trip. 
Wow, so that's the creepiest thing that's ever happened to you in your life? Yes. Ever. Wow, you've had a ever. very, like, not mild, creepy life. Very mild. <laughs> wow. Wow, what were you scared of most when you were a kid? Ooh. Like, what would freak you out? Were you ever, do you ever have nights where you're laying in bed and you were just scared of something you were thinking about in your room? I guess it would just be, like, probably nothing supernatural. Just more like people. Really? Like people breaking and entering or... Really? Yeah. Really? You're never scared of supernatural stuff when you're a kid? Not as much because like people are already scary. Like if you think about like the worst of the worst human beings. You're a realist as a child. (laughs) Which is scary enough. Like statistically, not many people have died from ghosts. No, like I I remember being (laughs) scarred here to... Not scarred, but like hearing a story about somebody that got into a car while it was parked at a red light, you know? So, like, after that, I was always made sure, like, the car... Oh, the slider the thing? The yeah, slider yeah. thing you were talking about? Well, the not the slider. Car. The slider is the... Well, mini hamburger carjacking you? No, yeah, like, like knife point, you know? Yeah. yeah. Not, like, give me the car, I mean, but just, like, Athena's mom and brother were carjacked. I know, yeah. It sounds terrifying. Yeah. So, after that, yeah, I was definitely scared of that. Um, wow. That is very real. Yeah, it's very adult of you. You're in bed, you're like, I hope I don't get carjacked. <laughs> when I'm 16 and I have my driver's license, your parents um, are like, aren't you, isn't a monster under the bed? You're like, no, Um Waiting for you to get your Hot Wheels out. Yeah. My grandparents' house creeped me out. Yeah. Because uh, they, it's in Tennessee, northwestern Tennessee. And like it's right next to which is now a battlefield from the Civil War battlefield, but before you know it was just their property before mm-hmm. the government bought Ooh, it. Oh, that's very spooky! Yeah. Yeah. Civil War battlefield. Yeah. So many dead races. Wow! Yeah, yes. a lot of dead so races. much spooky racist ghosts. <laughs> but I'm sure there were Union. Well, ghosts. they were probably racist too. You think? Yeah. <laughs> Past the racist. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you're a racist in the Union Army, that's gotta be terrible. Yeah. I mean, they all, mostly died, so yeah, it was terrible for like. Comes you're just like, what am I doing? <laughs> I don't really believe in all this non-slavery stuff. Do you think there were any Confederacy soldiers that weren't racist? Yeah, they were, like, peer pressured into it. Yeah, Definitely. I don't know. You know, I don't know. like, your dad's super racist, and he's like, you gotta go fight so we yeah. can keep these yeah. slaves in uh, the like, yard. No, well, it's not like most people in the army are convinced of the mission of what the war is yeah. about. Yeah. They just, like, have to, for whatever circumstance, mm. murder people. Yeah. So, wait. Back to Anyways. the spooky, back to the spooky grandparents' house in the haunted Possibly racist. Possibly <laughs> racist <laughs> Civil War burial ground. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's so big because it was built on, so originally it was built, I don't know when, like the 50s, and then it kept getting built onto, so it had like that feeling of like, it didn't feel like one house, kind of, mm. so, like between the barriers, it kind of felt like different styles and different, wow. um, and then we would always stay upstairs, which my grandmother, she would never really go to, um... Yeah, so just to get the idea of the house, there's like three layers. There's like a basement with like multiple sides to the basement. There's one you know, with a giant freezer, one with like old antiques, one where we used to hang out as kids. Then the second floor, there's like four bedrooms, kitchen, 
and then top there's you know one bedroom and like a loft and a bunch so it's like a huge house and i remember going over there i don't i don't know when i was but how old i was but like maybe 10 12 and it was just me and my grandmother. So she slept way downstairs, and I slept way upstairs for some reason. Creepy. Yes. I don't for know why. Creepy. One of, like, the off rooms. Like, yeah. Everything is spooky when you get down to it. <laughs> um, so she she used to make dolls. Like, oh. Oh. <laughs> Everyone knows this is going. <laughs> um, she a little creepy. Definitely yeah, very like, creepy. <laughs> no, not uh, the doll. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also upstairs there was there was a one of the old like rotary phones, but it, it wasn't plugged in. I, I don't remember it being plugged in, so that's a bit of backstory. Uh-huh. So I'm standing up there by myself. Um, I'm sleeping in one of the uh, r- smaller rooms, like the attic room, where it's like cutting off part of the top of the roof, like the corner. There's like two twin beds. And, like I go to sleep, and then I wake up, and I. I don't know if I have to go to the bathroom or what, but then I turn on the light and there's all these like knickknacks everywhere. But it was like, it was like a really like old antique shop where like they like face everything and like it wasn't just like everything was just thrown up. It was like everything was like meticulously placed and moved and like, you know, the China dolls and just a bunch of stuff and like a little path to get out. So like I wake up and I was like, I gotta pee, you know, and I, I go out and I pee and then I'm about to go back to my bedroom. And the phone rings. And it's like one of the little loud, like, like, crazy loud. And so I'm like, of course, I was like, I answer it. And there's nobody there. <laughs> so I, I, I go this back to... This is General Beauregard. <laughs> <laughs> Confederate. <laughs> and I'm incredibly racist. <laughs> so I go back to hang it up. And then I was like, maybe there is somebody there. And like, mm. I put it to my ear and I just listen. And then, like, it was like a yell whisper. It's like, are you ready? <gasps> and I wake up, and it's dark. And then my first was like, I got to turn the light. I got to see if the knickknacks are there. And I turn it on, and nothing's there. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, wait, the knickknacks were gone? Yeah. So that was all part of the dream. What? Oh, my God. Your grandma but didn't see, That's what that? creeped me out, because all of those things could have happened. Somebody could have hypothetically, place so all those practical. things out. All those things could have, like, called and then, like, said that. So, like, that's mm-hmm. why that so creeped me out. it was a super out. spooky dream. You think that the yeah. knickknacks called See, you I on love the it. Call? See, you had a super... Oh, that know. gave me jealous. <laughs> you had a super spooky story <laughs> hidden in there. You just didn't know it. Oh, my God. Everybody's got spooky stories. Oh that was my creepiest, like, I guess, oh, nightmare. Oh, that's a good one. I love that. Ooh. Oh, that was good. So, creepy I think dreams. I slept on the pull-out couch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> creepy <laughs> dreams. I love that. Yeah, those I rooms that, like, are in... Yeah. You feel like you're in, like, a Oh, oh, racist too. <laughs> <laughs> Those knickknacks were really racist. With the racist bones of Beauregard. <laughs> I love it. All right, what do you got, Larry? Spooky story. Some spooky story, or like, what were you spooked out as a kid? You know, like, what was spooky to you? When I you used kid? to be really afraid of. This is like funny. I used to be afraid, like, just of the really loud sound of flushing the toilet would wow. just like freak mm. me the fuck out. So wow. I would like. Flush the toilet and like run out of the bathroom. Wow. It is kind of crazy because so you're sucking everything <laughs> down there and you're like, where is it going? Like, where is my poop after this? Yeah. 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 So, like, it took me a while to 
not run away when uh-huh. I flush the toilet. Because, uh-huh. yeah, nothing is going to happen. I don't know. I mean, I grew up in the woods um, in a house and not a log cabin. But, like, there, there would be, like, I don't know. I remember um, my dad talking to me about, like, a screech owl. Which, like, he was like, yeah, they're, like, up, like, at, like, four in the morning, and, like, it sounds like a person screaming. That's very spooky. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Maybe. And, like, I, it's weird because, yeah, we had talked about it, and then, like, that night, like, I heard this sound that literally sounded like a woman being murdered. It was, she was just, like, screaming, and I don't know, if, if I hadn't have known, like, what a screech owl was, I would have been even more freaked out, um... It's really scary to begin with, like, because you're like, what is that? Like, just, like, unknown sounds are, like, so creepy. There's this this tree here in the forest that's, like, rubbing up against a dead tree, and it makes this, like, loud... I don't know, how would you oh, describe that one back it? Like there? a honking sound. It sounds yeah. like a weird bird or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, like a goose. Yeah, it took me like... forever to figure out what it was. I'm like, oh, no, what the angry. fuck is over there? Yeah, it's just, yeah, this sounds broken like tree, and when the wind blows, it's like... It makes weird noises. Yeah, but since you told us what that was, and I hear it, I'm just like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah. But if you don't know what a noise is, it's so scary. Yeah, it really yeah. Pre- starts to preoccupy your mind. Yeah. Do you ever hear the brook kind of babbling, and it sounds like children far away, like, Ooh. screaming and laughing and stuff? Because that's no. happening to me. <laughs> when I walk along my brook, uh, when I first moved here, I noticed it. I'd be like, wait, are there kids in my woods? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, playing, and then I'm like, I'd get closer to the brook, and I'd be like, oh, that's the... It was like, You're like, no kids allowed. <laughs> Yeah, there's something about the bloops and the bloop. Oh, you know, my God. That's so that bab- is creepy. Oh, yeah. Babbling. It's babbling. It's babbling. Oh, and then you find a little swanson. A what? A little swanson. A label. Oh, yeah. Uh, but also, the, yeah, trees creaking in the wind, too. I've heard I've heard mm-hmm. that where I'm, I'm, like, walking around, and all of a sudden I hear, I'm uh-huh. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> we talk about the trees in the winter, right? Oh, the cracking, yeah, when it's, like, yeah. sub, when it's, like, yeah, negative 20, and it's, the, the colder it gets, the quieter the woods get in the winter, they get so silent, and then, yeah, when it's, like, negative 20, it'll be, like, the, the inner layers of the trees start to crack, and you'll just, you go out there, and you hear it, it'll be, like, and it's just so, super, like, yeah, just really spooky and surreal. And, oh, I have a, okay, this Wait, is. what was the dream you had? Oh. oh. Wait, were you done? Uh, I don't know, just spooky stuff in general. Like I could talk wait, wait, about scary so wait, stuff. wait, wait. But what? So growing up in the woods. So what else spooked you out about the woods? Do you have any other? Do you have any other spooky experiences in the woods? Um, I mean, I would have to. We had this really long driveway. Um, so I lived on a mountain, like outside of like Allentown. Oh, that sounds spooky. Yeah, yeah. So there not many neighbors. Like the nearest neighbor is pretty far away. Oh, spooky. Um, spooky. And my house is the last house <laughs> on the road. So there's like. Oh, <laughs> is this a spooky script? Yeah. So there, there's a cul-de-sac, and then like my long driveway, which I remember we would like have to shovel it, and it would take forever. Yeah. <laughs> and one time my art. In the winter, our car got stuck, like, in the driveway, and AAA wouldn't come help us, so we stopped having AAA, because we were like, what the fuck? Really? Yeah. They're like, you're too spooky, we can't come out Yeah, there. they were like, we can't come out here, and like, the, <laughs> our like... Our driver is too spooked. Like, Pizza Hut wouldn't deliver there, like, it was just, like, too far wow. away. <laughs> um, Very spooky. Yeah. It's spooky, you can't even get a pizza, it's spooky. <laughs> we had to get Domino's. 
Oh, oh very okay. spooky. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Domino's hates their drivers. Domino's <laughs> Yeah. Um, and a ghost delivered a pizza. <laughs> so I would have to take the trash out, and it's, like, so far away. And, like, I don't know, at night, like, going... I just remember really vividly, like, not wearing shoes. And so I'm walking down the driveway. By the time you get to the cul-de-sac, it's all gravel, and, like, there's rocks, and you're, like, stepping on rocks. So, and then you have to, like go back but by the time you're like you're out there and you hear the crickets are so loud it's like just like a i don't know like white noise basically like they're just part of the noise so you don't really hear anything but crickets and we're up on the mountain and there's like a valley below us and like that's where most of the people live and so you can see like lights and stuff down in the valley but that's like kind of the only light and then yeah just being like like what is beyond, like, the, where the light is. Um. And so, like, <laughs> you, like, I would just run <laughs> back to my house. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was it was spooky. One time, <laughs> one time this, we had um, in my kitchen, like, sliding glass doors, and we had six cats. So, like, the cats would be inside and outside. Just, like, if they wanted to come in, they would wait at the door. Um, and... We had the cat food outside, and we had some inside. And one time, I uh, was going, it was nighttime, and the sliding glass door is like, on the deck. And I was like, oh, there's, like, the cats outside. I, like, see something sitting there. I'm, like, going to let them in. And I, like, look at it, and I'm like, I have to look really close because it's so dark out. And I'm like, that's a raccoon. <laughs> and this raccoon was, like, sitting at the door, and I was, like, about to let it in. It put its paw... Oh, up on the glass (laughs) oh my god and i was like oh my god and i literally almost just like let it in wow yeah it's like a vampire don't invite it in no i was glad i noticed all your cereal (laughs) it was eating the cat food that was outside which is why it started showing up and getting so close to the house yeah because normally they wouldn't do that beefed up and he was it was balkan season so it was a beefy raccoon too he was thick (laughs) thick as hell. Yeah. Um, and this other time, just, like, stuff coming... Because we had these glass doors all over the house. And in the living room, like, the TV... We had, like, a big TV in front of the doors. And I was, like, by myself, like, watching something at night. <laughs> um, like... So, like, yeah, right beyond, like, the corner of the TV is the door. And it's kind of, like, you know, the height of a person. And so, like, in the corner of the, like, screen, like, right above it, I just see, like, somebody's face... And, like, that's, like, the back of the house, like, mm. and it's, no one's there. <laughs> like, oh we wouldn't be there. <laughs> and I'm, like, um, like, oh, my God, like, who is that? And uh, I'm, so I'm really freaked out, and I get, I, like, go get my dad, and, like, he goes outside, and, like, it's this old guy, and he had gotten lost. There's, like... Uh, like a retirement like community or something like a like a old person's home like down the hill like by by a ways like it's far away and this guy had just like wandered over there and like was like standing he was like oh there's like a house there and he didn't remember like who he was or like where he was and so we had to like you know like like call the cops and be like where's this guy's like family or whatever and like 
But like, yeah, he just like showed up like. That is so <laughs> fucking spooky. Yeah. A confused old <laughs> man yeah. Yeah. coming to your like, glass window, like miles <laughs> away. Oh my god, <laughs> walking miles in the night. Yeah. That's oh creepier than a record. <laughs> I, oh, my creepy. God. No, I can relate to that so hard because, r- like, running in the dark as a kid, like, running back from yeah. something is so relatable. <laughs> and then also the sliding glass doors. Like, when my older brother moved out, I was, like, pushed into his room. And, like, we had, like, a ranch house growing up. So, like, everybody else's bedroom was on the top floor and mine was in the basement. Ugh. And... And it looked out into the woods through two sliding glass doors. Mm. And, like, it was just, like, I would just, like, be in bed, like, looking out those two, like, glass doors into the woods. And it was so spooky. And I had so many weird dreams about that whole scenario. Every, like, shadow and thing you see. So relatable. Oh, my God. See? You have a spooky-ass story, too. That's so spooky. (laughs) Everybody's got spooky stories. Oh my god, I love that. All right, what's yours, Kent? Well, mine was about <coughs> running into that hunter in the woods. Right. I was snowshoeing, and I was like... This past winter, yeah, first yeah. winter in Vermont. Oh, and yeah. Or back in Vermont. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I ran into Opie, who sold me the house, and he was like, oh, have you explored, like, the creek, like, the brook, like, all the way up to, to where the Keeler Brook goes up to Keeler Pond? And, and I was like, no. And so I was snowshoeing... It's really easy to walk around in the woods in the winter because everything's dead and you're like three feet above the woods. That's awesome. I mean, above the ground, you know. So like, you're there's not, so much snow. You're just walking right on top of. Yeah, it. you're on top of all the fallen trees yeah, and you all know, the light foliage, yeah, all the ferns. Are yeah. Gone. So suddenly there's just you can you can really access all <laughs> yeah. the, all this. So I was walking up the. Uh, oh my god, I'm bleeding. Bleeding, that's spooky. <laughs> you got stigmata from these spooky stories. Getting bit. Bug bite. Mosquito yeah, yeah. stigmata. Um, anyways, I'm snowshoeing. I'm like three and a half miles from my house in this like 800 acre woods that's undeveloped and uh, you know owned by a logging company. Uh, and I'm like snowshoeing along. I was telling you guys this the other day, but I was like snowshoeing along and uh, t- like talking to myself. And you know, you're totally alone in the woods and it's quiet. And all of a sudden, like five feet away, I see there's a pair of eyes looking at me and just eye, like, and that nose. And then I see like a mouth and I'm like, that's a person. And as soon as I realized it was a person, because he was all in camo, but he like totally formed like predator. Suddenly I could see an outline of a, of a human, like a, with a rifle over his shoulder. And he had a hood, and I was like, oh, like, I grabbed my heart. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. And he was like, oh, he took his hood off. He's like, was I invisible? It was like a nice old man. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, yeah, I didn't, oh. I love how he was seeing how close he would get. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, he said he thought I saw him. He's like, I thought you saw me up, way up there. Because oh, I guess wow. maybe he was walking, and he stopped, oh. and then yeah. he just, like, waited for me to get to him. Well, he was probably wow. slow stalking or, you know, maybe, moving yeah. very slowly. Yeah. Winter camo? Like, white? It was, he was, yeah, I mean, I, I have a picture of it, but I, it was, uh, <laughs> like, browns and, like, he, he was very well blended in with the with the trees. It was deer hunting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, like, a, it's like before Thanksgiving. It was before Thanksgiving, but there was already, like, two yeah. feet of snow on the ground, because yeah. I was using snow, because I went out the day before, and I didn't bring snowshoes, and I was sinking up to my, like, crotch. Yeah. And I got super wet and cold, because it was, yeah. like, yeah. you know, it was cold and... Uh, so then the next yeah, we day, had a real heavy winter this yeah, winter. Yeah, and the next day I went and bought snowshoes. And then mm-hmm. I went out in, in my snowshoes, and I was like, oh, this is great. You broke them in with them. Yeah. 
memorable. Yeah, mm. his name was Nick. <laughs> Shout out to Nick. He was in the Air Force. Hmm. He's from St. Albans. No, he's from... Yeah, St. Albans. Shout out to Nick. <laughs> oh wait, this was a guy. He's definitely listening. You posted yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I took a, I was yeah. like, can I take a picture of us? He's just like, in case you kill me. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, just because I was like, oh, I gotta tell people about yeah. that. Like, yeah. I gotta tell the. <laughs> uh, no one's gonna believe. I have to have proof. <laughs> yeah. But another spooky thing: walking around in the woods in the winter. Sometimes it's really uh, it warms up and the snow starts to melt, but then it's like gets really cold, and so there's this like hard shell mm. on the like you can walk around you don't even need sh- snowshoes uh but i was walking around with snowshoes and i was listening to the trees crack and i, t- I started filming these trees because i was like this tree's gonna fall over like it was just going crack 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 but i was walking along in these snowshoes because it's good to have snowshoes because once in a while you come to a spot that's like the sun's hitting and you sink a little you know but i'm walking around in snowshoes and I'm, i take a step and all of a sudden the ground breaks open and it's like the 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 it, it's like a earth you know an earthquake or a volcano or something where like the ground is like splitting and rising up at the same time, and I was my, my first thought was like I uh, there was a bear like hibernating and I was like woke it up like it was turning over and was like starting to come out of the snow because this I didn't know what else it was like the mm. right between my feet was a yeah. crack and then the the. Tundra was rising. Oh my it was God. like a disaster movie. Like yeah. the ground's yeah. cracking and opening up. Yeah, and I thought, I thought, it was, and I thought it was like that's a huge bear. And we had just talked about we had talked about bears, and you're like, yeah, bears, you can jump on them. Their hearts beating like one beat per minute. You won't. And so I was like, oh my God, it's a bear. I was like, Dan was wrong. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and like that was your last thought. Yeah. <laughs> Dan was wrong. But I fell backwards, and then I like scrambled. I like ran, yeah. and I remember thinking, I was like, the bear's probably really groggy. I can get back to my house. <laughs> But then I turned around and I realized it was the tree. There was a tree next to the spot and the tree uh, was blowing in the wind. The root was coming up? And it was like, yeah, if the snow wasn't there, it would have probably fallen over. So the ground was coming oh, up. Wow. It. So it was bre- it was breaking uh, the snow. Wow. Actually, wait, it's on my Instagram. Yeah, it was on the Instagram. Yeah. I've seen yeah. that before, too. In a storm, uh, we, we had a tree in front of our house once early on before we had the tower built on our house. And Athena was like, oh, my God, look at this. And it was a tree, it was a tree, and it was, it was, oh, he's yeah. showing the video here. We're seeing the video of Kent. And yeah, it's like, it's That's like the crazy. snow is breathing. Yeah, it's cracking open and opening. But yeah, it when it happens, when it happens not in the snow, we're seeing the ground cracking and breathing. It's incredible so, on Kent's Instagram So do bear, bears just sleep right under the it. snow? Um, the the bears. Well, I think they I think they sleep like under logs and like they they find a good place to hibernate because yeah. they obviously don't want to be because because yeah they right. do they, they slow way down. Around. I don't yeah, think they can just wake up. Yeah, they're not like, like asleep. They go into yeah. yeah. Hibernation is like a very specific like metabolic. They're like because they don't eat from like the whole winter, right. so they're going yeah their hearts beating like once per minute or something. So. So, yeah, they're finding, like, a very advantageous spot to yeah. hibernate, you know. But, yeah, but I've seen it without the snow. And, yeah, if the, if, the wind, if, it, if the wind's blowing enough, it'll start to blow a tree and the ground starts just, like, rising up. Because, yeah, all the roots are underneath and they're they're kind of like the framework of the ground. So it's just pulsating. It's mm-hmm. very spooky and crazy. Wow. I, but I really thought it was the, breathing. Yeah. I thought it was the end. It is. I was, <laughs> I was so fucking scared. Oh, my God. I fell over backwards. Because of fear, a real threat. It started to the ground started to spread, and I fell over backwards, and then I was like rolled over. Well, your life didn't flash before your eyes. Oh my gosh! 
I was like, oh, I, I was just like, something's coming out of the ground and it's yeah. gonna kill me. Wow. I gotta get out of here. Wow. Yeah. Maybe I, if it had actually emerged, then your yeah. life would have I didn't know if I was cooked yet. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. I was Could like, go either way. I really thought because you were talking about the one beat, I was like, it's gonna take him minutes to wake up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, I can get, the, I can get yeah. the fuck out of here. Knowledge yeah. is power. Yeah. I was like, I know these woods. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but so wait, if you go to my Instagram, go to Blogsby, <laughs> yeah. and uh, there's uh, under, the, the it says mystery. It's at the top where all those. It's oh, one your of your featured story. stories yeah. on Instagram, yeah. and it's called mystery. I only have you, like five. You yeah. all can see it. Yeah. It's, see for yourself. It's right really now. something else. Yeah. It's fantastic. It was very funny. You sent me those videos, and I was cracking up. <laughs> and he was like, like I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> I, well, I immediately told him, I was like, "Okay, here's what just happened." Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. and I walked up and filmed it. And, oh, it's amazing. I mean, it was very the, cool. I've never seen cool. it in the winter. That's it's really cool. neat. That's really neat. I yeah. definitely, for a split second, if I saw that, I definitely would have been freaked out. Like, I yeah. really would have scrambled my brain for a minute, and then I would because the, realized the what crack was appeared right between yeah. my feet. Like, yeah. I took a step. Yeah. And Cinematic. Was, yeah, it's very biblical. Yeah. All right, so Danny, coming from the Philippines. There are a lot of there are superstitions lot of abound. Yeah. I know that you have some, and we can save some because we're we're about running an hour and a half, yeah. and we're getting about to six twenty, and we're gonna jump into a cookout after this. I'm sure my family is down there cooking out already and cursing us for running this podcast on. <laughs> but we're not gonna cut you short. We're gonna give you your time as well to share some. Spooky ass stories for these listeners. These listeners are hyped for these international spooky <laughs> stories from the Philippines. What spooked you out as a kid? Give us your spookiest experience oh, in actually, life. Actually, the the story of Ken about like locking eyes with something was like something that triggered a memory of mine. So um, in my house, uh, going to my parents' room, there's like this long window um, that lead that you can see the porch and like a, a staircase that goes down to the gate. Um, and I, there was one time I was going to say goodnight to them and I walked up to that and usually like, I look out just like to see if like anyone's passing by and I looked out and there was somebody who was like within the gate who was like staring right at me, like this bald guy, a guy I'd never seen before. And he was just like, he, he and I stared, like locked eyes and stared at each other for like, like a few seconds and he, he ran off and then I, I, so I was kind of spooked by at that That's point. Super so, oh my so God. I like he I, ran away. Yeah, he he locked eyes with me for like a few seconds and then ran off. Oh. So I don't know if, like where he you? ran off. I was like maybe like eleven. Wow. And then I so I went to my parents and was like, "Is anybody here? Is did we did we hire anyone to like change something?" Or is, they were like, "No." I was like, "Okay, uh, good night." And then I went down to the porch to check if anyone was there and there wow Ooh. you didn't even tell you tell him when you no i didn't I, I was i was too like i was just like stunned yeah, yeah. so i was just like oh my. i locked eyes with possibly i don't know like a thief i don't know yeah, some wow. guy oh, who he was like coming up in. maybe to He's grab to yeah because he was like yeah. running up the stairs and ah. then he like locked eyes with me and he ran off wow that's weird crazy <laughs> wow so i was just like Ooh, like this could be a real threat, but I was also yeah. just like, maybe I should double check. It's always weird when you're like a, you're still like a not an adult, and you like are like seeing an adult, and you don't understand what their motives are, and yeah. you're like, oh, like you can sense like there's some kind there's of like stranger here. Yeah, and yeah, like, stranger danger. Yeah, no. Damn, dude. Yeah, that was freaky. Um, but like a dream I had that like really spooked me was um, 
I went to my school, but it had been like torn down. Um, and I was I was hanging out with my one of my friends, and she was like, "Oh, um, somebody wants to play tag with us." And then then she was like, "You have to close your eyes, though." And I closed my eyes, and then a bunch of hands like started like touching me, and they were like, "Tag, tag, 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 tag." And then I was then I, then I opened my eyes, and there was like she's like, "Okay, now you like now that you're it, like you can't get tagged again." And then we start running through the hallways, and then you just hear like these this laughter, like going like surrounding you, and you're just like running through the hallways, and you don't know where to go and where to hide. So it's just like the whole dream was just like me running around the campus and just trying to find a place to hide, but like you could always hear something <clears throat> running behind you. <laughs> I have a lot of recurring dreams about my elementary school playground and the woods around it i have yeah. a lot of recurring dreams about that that's very interesting it's funny how there's a lot of themes in these yeah so what else what what are in the it, there must be some juicy superstitions in the philippines what are some superstitions there are a are lot um there? well one thing that like always like you may, like we always try to do is like when you go to somebody's wake you have to make sure that you go somewhere else so that the spirit doesn't follow you home oh like don't before go you get home, home yeah. from the you gotta like yeah. throw, throw oh, them off. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Um, go to a bar, then go out the back door. Yeah. <laughs> French exit. Yeah. Yeah. But, so you would like um, go somewhere else and like get out and like stop and like do something else yeah. before you went home, like another you event. Like, yeah, you're bringing that spooky energy. Go get something with to eat you. or drink. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah, somebody yeah. you don't I like. Love that. I guess. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's always like a lot of superstition about ghosts, about like spirits. Um, there was uh, yeah, one wait, time. If you were, if you, someone knocked on your door and like, hey, can I come in? Sure. Where were you? I was just at a funeral. You'd be like, wait, why did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't keep <laughs> that little my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, the one that I actually submitted for my like application was like, what happened to me personally was when I went. Um, cause we always have these retreats. Like I went to a Catholic school, so we have a retreat, Spooky. A, a specific place that you go to for like the retreats where you like do your penance and like say sorry to God and all that. Um, <laughs> apologize to the creator. Um, <laughs> um, but basically, uh, so like you're there with your, usually like you're only like three classes there. Um, but there was one time I was there and. I was with one of my friends. We were heading to like the restroom together because all of us were spooked at yeah. that place because it was like there's just something about the lighting. It was always every, always dimly lit, and there were just like nuns everywhere, and you're just like it's just like a little bit like spooky. So we were heading to the restroom, and we saw one of our classmates go in ahead of us, and we were calling out to her. We were like dang dang like like we were just trying to get her attention, and then when we went in, there was nobody there. <sighs> And we were just like, oh my god. And multiple people experienced this. <clears throat> yeah, I, no, I mean, like, yeah, like, the two of us both saw her. Yeah. Like, but we saw her from, like, the back. Yeah. So we were just like, Who we were was just that? calling out to her. And then when we went in, there's nobody there. Oh my god. So, like, the whole, the whole night we were just like, alright, I guess when you need to go to the restroom, I need to go to the restroom. Oh my god, <laughs> the like, bathroom ghost. Yeah. Did it feel less scary because someone else saw it too? I think it's scarier because some like there's proof. It's real. That yeah, it's almost scarier. You didn't, just be like, oh, I must have been like. You didn't make it up. Yeah. I think what like it would be scary if she faced us, but I don't know. Like oh, she was like, what if she faced <laughs> yeah. you and it was still the back of her head? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Some 
bitch. Yeah, like, turn around. Yeah, I know. That's like in Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, She's like yeah. trying to spin him around, or he's trying yeah. to spin him around. Is yeah. the same. <laughs> yeah. When I was in Girl Scout camp, there was like, I mean, like, you know, the the outhouse type situations and. I don't know, I guess I had seen the ring recently or something, but I, like, was, like, messing around with, like, my friends there, and I was just, like, you know, I wrote, like, I drew, like, a weird picture, and I was, like, you will die in seven days, <laughs> and somebody, like, I gave it to a friend, and they, like, left it in the bathroom, and then I got in, like, huge trouble because, like, someone saw it and was, like, so upset, and they were, like, crying, and, oh like, God. someone oh was, like, God. I'm gonna die in seven days, like, oh no, my God. and I was, like, I mean, it wasn't real. I'm not putting a curse on you. Oh, my God. The ring was their yeah. butthole. <laughs> <laughs> the brown ring. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I, I, I scarred... Are creepy. I yeah. scarred another Girl Scout. <laughs> That's so funny. That reminds me of this this one time me and my... Me and this kid, Jeff, were at my house after school, and we were in, I don't know, middle school or early high school, and we were making prank phone calls. Mm. I don't know if that's even a thing that happens anymore. Probably not. <laughs> but we were making prank calls, and uh, and then my you know my mom is a minister and she has the Bible next to the bed. So like we <laughs> we we were making prank phone calls and we started reading from the Bible and like we called this person up just like going through the phone book, calling a random number, and and one of them like I read something from the Bible and I was like we're gonna call you every Wednesday and leave a Bible verse on your answering machine or whatever <laughs> and I like hung up and then this it was this old lady's answering machine and she like called the cops and was like scared to death because oh. she thought like some cult was like after her and the cops were like you scared this old woman to death like they tri- <laughs> they like they had the caller ID oh and God. like they found us and like they, the cops were like so furious with us, and I remember I was lying. I was like, my dad knew it was bullshit. My dad knew it was us. Like I think the cops even like played the recording to my parents or something. And my mom was like really, really like naive and kind of more gullible. And I was like, mom, no, it wasn't us. And like I was like, they can like they can like use a computer to change the number and like make it like your, it was your phone number. And I was trying to like weave this elaborate lie, and my dad was like. He was, like, furious, I could tell, but he was, like, just letting it play out because my mom was like, well, yeah, she didn't want to believe that we were doing it. But it was, like, so obvious, like, what had happened. Yeah. And, and yeah, we got in trouble and we had to do, we had to join in, 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 in to, to pay our, our, uh, our penalty for that, me and him had to join the like explorers, like the junior cops. Ooh. We had to like I remember like you had one, to be cops. Yeah. We had to like join the junior cops and we like had to do like a ride along on Halloween. Oh we were like God. in the cop car, what? like on a ride along and stuff. And That's like, why people don't so do prank phone calls now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> caller ID. Yeah, no, that was like the beginning of caller ID because we would always do prank phone calls and that was like the first time that it like came back to us. So it was like a funny a funny time. <laughs> All right, does anybody else have anything else? We got an hour and 36 in on this. It's definitely time to go and eat some some uh, juicy... I, I have some steak tips that have been marinating till about, <laughs> from about noon, so I'm ready to go deep on those. Uh, I'm sure the family's down there eating, and, and we're going to watch uh, Terminator tonight to send Seth off right. Does anybody have any last thoughts for this return of the podcast, which I'm sure people will be thrilled for? Look, here comes Athena to call us out. Here here they come. Here come the bandits. We're wrapping it up right now. I know. We're wrapping it up literally right now. 
Hey, Here we come. Are we doing a podcast? Say, right yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we are. We're like, wrapping sure up right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's everybody share their info. Anybody, what's Lerm? Where can people find you? Yeah, so I'm uh, Lerm Worm on Instagram, L E R M, uh, and then Worm, like a real worm. And you can see all the stuff I've been doing here. Oh, it is Juniper Great. Bandit. Oh, Say hi. Up and over. Juni, do you want to make. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. We kicked over. Oh, no. I don't know. I think that might have. Is it on? Oh, I think the light is yeah, it on? Okay. Oh, it's on. Okay. Yeah, it's on. We, just, we just knocked over the mic. Oh, yeah. We're back. Junie, you want to debut on the podcast? Say hello. No. Whoa. She's not going to do it. Wow. Junie, what's the spookiest thing that's ever happened to you? This podcast? This podcast. All right, Seth, where can people find you? Instagram, it's seth.bird. Sethbird.com. Bird, B-Y-R-D. Yes, Seth with Y, yes. Yeah. Beard. 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 Yes. Oh, you can find me on Instagram also at dgoal underscore drawing. It has a blue dress with flowers on the top. Yeah, is that a new dress? You do have a blue dress with flowers on the top. I love this dress, Jenny. Yeah, that's cute. Very styling. Jenny has great summer fashion this summer. It's out of control. She either does a dress or a bathing suit every day. She's really living these summer I have months. a flower, a flower from suit that came with underwear. <laughs> a flower suit that came with underwear. Nice. Oh. That's a good combo. The whole look. Nice. Wait, did we get yours, Danny? Did was that clear on there? What was it? Oh, it's uh, I'm on Instagram at dgo underscore drawing. D go at underscore drawing. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right. All right, well, that's it. We will be returning with another one soon. Wait, did you do yours? You did yours? We're all out? All right, we're out. That's it. Bye. All right, now, wasn't that just the extra spicy bowl of beef stew that you've been craving for all these long months? Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was hearty and nourishing to your soul, feeding that creative beast inside you that says, go forth and pursue your dreams and become the human being that you could be. Shout out to all the Ghost Scouts out there. Um, Cannot wait to see everybody for the Summer Summit. Um, and I uh, can't wait to get to the next episode of this podcast. Um, I will definitely be catching up with everybody. Um, I've been up to some fun stuff, and I got some fun stuff coming up, including a trip to Denmark to teach at the Animation Workshop once again. Cannot fucking wait for that trip at the end of August, right after the Ghost Scout Summit. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're just doing it. I hope you're doing it. Um, I hope you are, uh, fully embracing, uh, your creativity as a creative animal in this infinite universe and exploring the possibilities, the infinite pathways that your destiny has laid in front of you. Um, big shout out to all the workshoppers out there. Stay busy, stay hungry. All the fans of this podcast, you know, Once that podcast comes on, get that pencil out and get busy. This is just fuel for your brain. You know what I'm saying? Putting that high-test gasoline in your brain valves. Hitting the jump and jumping the fucking Grand Canyon filled with beef stew. Um, 
We will definitely be back uh, this coming week with a fresh app. Tell your friends. Hit up patreon.com slash go shrimp uh, to support the podcast um, that it makes it a lot easier to do the podcast on the regular basis too once we hit a certain echelon we will definitely make it my job to hit this podcast every week you know right now it's hey when I can get to it once we hit that little level and it's uh you know it's putting a little extra dough in my pocket you know what I'm saying that little green eggs and dough in my pocket then we're talking about podcasts every fucking week on the regs. Um, I got a fun uh, project to tell you about on the next one. And if anybody wants to send in a voice message to this podcast and get yourself on this podcast with a question or a comment or a beef stew recipe or an alien encounter... Okay, I'm talking, have you ever been to Flat Earth? Have you ever wanted to live in Flat Earth forever? I want to hear about it. Uh, record a message on your phone and email it to thegoshrimp at gmail.com because like we said, we are going to start incorporating your voices into this very podcast. That's the next level of this shit. Your voice on this podcast, you know? Um, and uh, with that... We will jump over to these juicy-ass shout-outs for the patrons who have supported the previous episode of this podcast a long, long time ago. Um, the episode with Erica Malhouse, uh, uh, <laughs> Erica Malhouse, who's actually here right now trying to move a giant rock with rock bars with Athena to Athena's freshly built metal smithing studio because that happened. Um, big things have been happening here in the Gosham National Forest. This has been a lot of a lot of big destiny coming together uh, here in the woods, and I can't wait to share it all with you. Um, but these are shout-outs to the people who supported Episode 60. If you want to hear your name shouted out on this podcast, you can go to the Patreon and make that happen for yourself. Um, so big shout-out to all the $1 supporters. Every dollar counts. Shout you out as a group. Holla. Much appreciated. A lot of y'all have been there for quite a while. And I really appreciate everybody who stayed true to the Patreon through this little hiatus of the podcast, you know? Uh, a couple people dipped out. You know, I know people do that on the regs for, for various reasons. Um, but I thought with the with the long break, more people might kind of jump ship. But y'all stayed with it. And, of course, we have it set up where you only pay when I post an episode of this podcast. Um, and obviously you get some other bonuses, the behind the foreskin. I posted up a larger res version of that second raw tray that I finally uh, finished. That's been a project that's been on my desk since last summer, almost a full year on the desk, but God damn, it was worth it. Uh, take a look at that thing if you haven't seen it. And if you want to see a real big blown up version, check out the Patreon because it's there right now. Um, and then you will get the next week's episode two weeks earlier and maybe even some behind the foreskin video to boot because, uh, I've got some on my phone and, uh, well, not my phone because I don't have a phone, but on my iPod and we're going to get it out to you. So the next level, uh, we just shouted out those green smoothie $1 po podcast supporters. Uh, now we're jumping up to that juicy beef stew shout out that $2 plus and, uh, starting with none other than workshop alumni, Alejandro Fuentes. Hope everything is good with you and yours, homie. Big shout-outs. 
uh, the original Beef Stew supporter, Jesse Kukukadani. Oh, his debut as a patron on this very episode of the podcast. Big shout out to Ghost Scout Butterflesh, a.k.a. Seth Bird. Damn, I thought I might be a little rusty after come after coming back from so long, but there's no such thing as pod rust on this old dad because I am hitting the marks. These are first takes today. First take on the intro, and the outro is going real smooth. Another big Ghost Scout shout-out to my man, Velvet Dojo, a.k.a. Dalton Stark. And if you don't know about his Patreon, you better get in there and get on it while the getting's good because he's rocketing to stardom. And you want to catch a ride on that rocket because he's going to fucking Uranus and beyond, you know? He's killing it with the rewards. Go in there, get some. Um, my man is uh, raking in the dough uh, with these, with with his artwork, as all Ghost Scouts should be, uh, you know, striving to do. This man has made an incredible leap over the past year, and everybody should go check it out and support it. Don't just support our Patreon; support all your favorite artists on Patreon. That's the best form of social media there is, folks. Uh, big shout out to Scott Higgins, aka Buck Eighty Pounds. Uh, big shout out to Gerard Jones. Get that beef stew, my friend. These are vegan and non-vegan portions of beef stew, of course, as always. Uh, shout out to all the vegan scouts and the vegan civilians out there. We got love for you. Uh, big shout out to Frogodile Dundee. You know that's a ghost scout and his civilian name is Steve Winfield Meyer. Uh, big shout out to workshop alumni Jesse Premu. Jesse Jesse Primo. God damn it. I'm, I'm slipping back into the old ways. Uh, big shout out to Ryan Sims. Get that beef stew. Oh, much love over to, to Armenia, to my main girl Shamaram from the workshop and from Barkmania crossover. Um, big shout out to Michael Brancato. Speaking of Bark Mania, big shout out to the main homie Bark the Dog, aka Ghost Scout Dusty Lupus, aka the human being formerly known as Alexander Lansing. Big shout out to Ghost Scout Chris Murray, aka Mr. Husband, da 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 da. Big shout out to Shambe, Shambe, Shambe from the workshop. Hope your life is going great, my friend. Big shout out to Joran Thornton, aka none other than the Ghost Scout known as Michael Joran. Uh, big shout out to Chris Burke. Get yourself some beef stew. Big shout out to the homie Jesse Moynihan. You know, go support him on Patreon as well for that forming comic, the best there is. Uh, big shout out to Kayla Dakota from the workshop. Still owe you your prize. My gosh, even when I slow down, I'm too busy. Big shout out to Waste Zoid. Big shout out to the stop motion grandmaster himself, Anthony Scott. A friendship that I made and have cherished 
since the first time I went to the animation workshop because magic happens in the world. You got to go out and find it, motherfuckers. Big shout out to my neighbor, my new best friend, uh, the man on this podcast, none other than Ghost Scout Harvest Moon, a.k.a. Kent Osborne. We're having a uh, a resident movie uh, cookout night tonight, as we do every Wednesday and Saturday. Tonight we're watching Terminator 2. Uh, we've even invited a bunch of the civilian neighbors to come by. So we're going to have a good old time in the hot VIP tonight. Uh, cannot wait. Um, and Kent will be there with his mom. Shout out to Kent's mom. Uh, shout out to Kent and Mark's mom. Same lady. Um, let's see. Big shout out to arguably our big beef stew shout out going to Ghost Scout Cheeky Bookie, aka Alexi Giroux up in Canada. You need to come here more because you live close. Big shout out to Devin Newman. Big shout out to Bobby Morgan, aka the Nobbywood. From the workshop, big shout out to the first female resident in Ghost Scout history, Lermy, a.k.a. computer person. Get that vegan beef stew. She's in town doing laundry right now alongside... Ashley Blades, a.k.a. Daniela Gaho. A big shout-out to Beard Lips, a.k.a. Crognack, a.k.a. the man known as John Mansfield. Year 6 camp champ. Wow. It's already year 8, people. Big shout-out to the Hollywood hotshot himself, director Mark Osborne. And my current boss, sort of, even though I'm on a break. Um, If I do have to have a boss, I'll take Mark Osborne. That's fucking top shelf, okay? Big shout out to Uncle Terry. Big shout out to Daniel Foothead, my cousin in New Zealand, a.k.a. Ghost Scout Sports Magic. A uh, big shout-out to fellow Pratt alumni, my homie from college, Raphael Tanghall. I know it's hot in that fucking NYC heat, my friend. Keep cool. Uh, big shout-out to Zeta from the workshop. Get that beef stew now. Get that beef stew now. You got to fill your tummy up so that you can have fun. Uh, big shout out to Pablo Meiji, aka Young Wolf T. Oh, and I should also mention that Raf, Zeta, and Pablo all got that $3 manual up in their pledge. You know what I'm saying? People have been up in their pledge. We're going to have some interesting ones next time because a couple of people up their pledges to $6.66. I'm talking about a little roll of Satan's dice here, and I'm into it. Uh, big shout out to the homegirl in Puerto Rico, Yvonne Santiago, from the workshop. 
Um, and uh, rounding out the beef stew. Oh, and Yvonne put that $5 in. So really, that's a marinated steak chip shout-out. And also with Johan Elverby. So let's actually switch it up and give those two a double dip, a double marinated, juicy, fire up that grill because we're putting the marinated steak tips on. That's a $5 marinated steak tip shout-out going to Yvonne Santiago. Double time. You can't say it enough, really, when they're throwing out $5 on that marinated tipos. Those are vegan, non-vegan people. Um, and look at that. She has contributed accumulated $130 to this podcast over the course of her membership. That is outstanding. Phenomenal. Thank you so much. Y'all know that goes right into me smoking more weed, which is good for my health, which is good for everybody because I'm staying hype when I'm fucking healthy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and throw another marinated tip on for my man, Johan Elverby. Um, and, uh, we got another marinated steak tip hitting that grill for William Inman. And yet another, peel off another tip of marinated steak for Michael McLean. And last but not least, we've got the woman who is Pushing rocks in the woods right now. Eric Amelhus. Shout it so she can hear it outside. And that's it. Uh, another episode of this podcast in the books. Um, so thrilled to be back. I know that some people out there are very pleased right now. We've hit the two-hour mark. Um, it's a hot summer out there. The world is definitely going extra crazy right now. So make sure to keep a level head, make sure to stay hydrated and, you know, look around and have some compassion, uh, for your fellow human and all the, oh, really all the life forms on this planet right now, because, um, there are forces at work, you know what I'm saying? Shadow forces at work, trying to, trying to tear the world apart at its seams right now. And uh, we are directly against that at this podcast. The Ghost Shipper Friends podcast is really about friendship and, 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 and mutual inspiration. You know what I'm saying? You always have more in common with every single life form on this planet than you have in conflict with them. Okay? I was weed whacking the other day and I came very close to hitting a white-faced hornet nest and I stopped just shy of it. And you know what? I just said, I'm going to let them do their thing. I'm going to go off to another area and finish whacking in these woods. You know what I'm saying? I let them live. They let me live. We're good. You know what? If we clashed, we might have had a few differences. But we said, hey, we're both just trying to have a good day out here. We share that in common. I'm going to let you go on your merry way. I'm going to go on my merry way. You know what I'm saying? So that's the attitude that we're pushing for here. Um, you know, you got to... Look for what you have in common and not fall for these traps of people trying to take advantage of you. Think about who benefits when all of the common people in this world are squabbling over he said, she said. Who's benefiting from that? Ask yourself that question. 
You know what I'm saying? And we're going to we're going to definitely touch on some of these hot button issues in upcoming episodes of this podcast. But we're going to leave you right now and we're going to say, you know, make sure you're having a powerful week, a happy week, a healthy week. Set those goals. Get that calendar out. Get that weekly planner out. Get that dry erase board up. Put some goals down on it. Um, and get busy. I hope everybody enjoyed uh, my little cameo on the Creative Pep Talk podcast recently. Big shout out to my uh, cousin from another muzzin, uh, Andy J. Miller. You know, he's the original inspiration I got into podcasting and doing workshops myself. Um, and uh, I truly value our friendship and love, love, love the flattering things that he said about me on the podcast. Uh, I was, I was, my breath he took my breath away you know what i'm saying i was like take my breath away and dj and dj and dj take my breath away you know and with that you know make sure uh you are staying productive and positive out there this week um don't leave it up to chance you know what i'm saying make some dope shit happen uh create a vision of your future uh figure out who you want to be in this life and uh embody that role in a big way this week you know i'm doing it and uh you know if i can do it you can do it cuz i'm a fucking motherfucking fuck up um who just has a lot of hype and uh, and I don't give up. You know, I'm out here living this dream life here in the woods in the northeast kingdom of Vermont, putting up siding on the house, uh, chilling with the fam, you know, took an amazing mountain bike ride with my son this morning, wolf bandit through the woods, manifesting the destiny. You know what I'm saying? Just doing it. So uh, I know you haven't seen anybody. You haven't heard anybody say you know what I'm saying this much in a long time. So you're welcome for that. And I will see you on the flip side.